This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, April 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Bobby Rydell, an early rock and roll heartthrob who was a native of Philadelphia, died on Tuesday. Rydell died of complications from pneumonia at Abington Jefferson Hospital. Rydell, who cre- uh, credited a 2012 kidney and liver transplant with extending his life, was 79. Uh, along with James Aaron. <laughs> Fabian and Frankie Avalon. Rydell was among a wave of wholesome teen idols who emerged after Elvis Presley and before the rise of the Beatles. Between 1959 and 1964, he had nearly three dozen top 40 singles, including Wild One, Valor, Wildwood Days, The Cha-Cha-Cha, and Forget Him, a song that... uh, a song of consolation for a uh, bereft girl that helped inspire the Beatles classic, She Loves You. Uh, he was he had reoccurring roles on the Red Skeleton Show and other television programs. And 1963's Bye Bye Birdie was written to give Rydell a major part as a boyfriend of Anne Margaret. He didn't want to move to Hollywood, however, and Birdie became his only significant movie role. Uh, though the high school in the hit 70s musical Grease was named for him. Rydell never strayed far from his Philadelphia roots, living in the area for most of his life. The block of 11th Street, where he grew up, was christened Bobby Rydell Boulevard by his hometown in 1995. Rydell got his big break in 1959 on American Bandstand, which was originally broadcast here in Philadelphia. You know, growing up and watching, I, uh, I loved Ann Margaret. I always had a crush on her. And so Bye Bye uh, Birdie was a movie that I'd watch often, and he was the goofy guy in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this guy. And, and then only later did I realize how huge he was. <laughs> right. You know, he was just one of, one of the main guys prior to the Beatles. The 1963 mega hit, which we just played, Wildwood Days, is the anthem of the popular South Jersey town. Uh, those who knew Rydell personally say he never forgot where he came from and always gave back to his community. Rydell's childhood sweetheart and first wife, Camille, uh, died in 2003. <clears throat> he was survived by his second wife, Linda Hoffman, who he married in 2009, along with his two children and five grandchildren. Nice big uh, mural of him on the boardwalk at Wildwood, and it's always great to see you when you go there. Yeah. I was just uh, sad to hear it. I was I yeah. texted you guys last night. I'm like, since I, you know, since we got a beach house there, I I have felt a little connected to yeah. the man, and I and I it was sad to hear the news. Isn't know? there a mural across from uh, Gino's? I think as well of I, Bobby Rydell. There's somewhere. There's a big Bobby Rydell. There's a lot of there's a yeah. bunch of people on on uh, a couple of uh, uh, murals there, but I I don't yeah, yeah. know who exactly. I, I think Frankie Avalon's on one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Rydell was 79 years old. Mm. Chasing the dragon is a term addicts use to describe seeking the next high. Authorities are seeing more and more of that with methamphetamine. The fear this powerful and dangerous drug could lead to a new wave of addiction and public health hazard. In a country that is still recovering from an opioid crisis, law enforcers are starting to see the emergence of superpowered versions of meth. They believe 90, 95% of it is produced in super labs in Mexico. Dealers find that the psychostimulant uh, more profit, profitable and easier to distribute. Users are getting a quicker, more robust high, and the potency is killing people. What we're seeing is very pure crystal meth that is coming from south of the border. It's very inexpensive, it's very pure, and it's very deadly, said Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele. Steele points out that Narcan, which is used to revive people from opioids, is not an option with meth. The American Medical Association says uh, deaths from psychostimulants like meth increased by 250% between 2008 and 2015. The Philadelphia Zoo and other zoos 
zoos across North America are moving their birds indoors and away from people and wildlife as they try to protect them from the highly contagious and potentially deadly avian influenza. Eagles, the emus, the penguins, the flamingos. If you think about all of the animals of bird species we have at the zoo, they are all being housed indoors right now, says Rachel Metz with the Philadelphia Zoo. Nearly 23 million chickens and turkeys have been uh, already been killed across the United States to limit the spread of the virus, and zoos are working hard to prevent any of their birds from uh, meeting the same fate. This is a goddamn crisis. <laughs> it is a crisis. Uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I always thought of, I, I, you know, you know birds and, and people I know who've, who've had you know, parrots or whatever, the amount of diseases in the bird world is crazy. Yeah. So it would be especially upsetting for zoos to have to kill any of the endangered or threatened species in their care. Birds uh, shed the virus through their droppings and nasal discharge. Experts say it can be spread through contaminated equipment, clothing, boots, and vehicles carrying supplies. So it's easy, easily brought into their, um, you know, their environment. Research has shown that small birds can squeeze into zoo exhibits and buildings can also spread the flu uh, and that mice can even try it inside. So far, no outbreaks have been reported at any of the zoos, but there have been wild birds found dead because of the flu. Most of the steps zoos are taking are designed to prevent contact between wild birds and zoo animals. Is there any active effort to get birds their flu shots or no? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. In some places, officials are requiring employees to change into clean boots and wear protective gear before entering bird uh, areas. Officials emphasize that bird flu, the bird flu doesn't jeopardize the safety of meat or eggs or represent a significant risk to human health. No infected uh, affected birds are allowed into the food supply and properly cooking poultry and eggs kills bacteria and viruses. Uh, no human cases have been found in the United States according to the Centers of disease control and prevention. The new bird flu has already been referred to as the worst outbreak since 2015 when 50 million birds either died or were slaughtered. In sports this morning. The Sixers beat the Pacers 131 to 122 last night in Indiana. Joel Embiid had 45 points and 13 rebounds and made a franchise record 17 three-pointers in the first half of a win that moved the Sixers into a tie with Boston atop the Atlantic Division. Uh, he, he didn't make 17 three-pointers. The team the made The team seven. did, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Embiid is... No, but Maxie had eight of them, yeah, man. That's yeah. a lot. But Joel Embiid, for the record, yeah. did not hit 17 <laughs> three-pointers in the first half. Embiid is in position to become the first center since Shaquille O'Neal to win the league's scoring title, and he's the first player since Russell Westbrook in 2000. 17 to post 12 games with 40 or more points and 10 or more rebounds. With only three games left in the regular season, the Sixers are tied for second place in the East with a record of 49 and 30. They're on the road again tomorrow night with the game in Toronto against the Raptors. Tip-off is at 7.30. The Flyers lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets, falling 4-2 to two last night in South Philly. Uh, Carson Meyer got his first NHL goal and assist. Justin Danforth scored the go-ahead goal late in the third period, and Elvis Merzlikens stopped 47 shots to 
lead the Blue Jackets past the Flyers. The two teams will face each other again tomorrow night with a game in Columbus, and the puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And at spring training, the Phillies beat the Pirates 5-1. The Phillies play their final spring training game this afternoon against the Tampa Bay Rays. They open up the regular season on Friday afternoon at home against the Oakland A's. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks, Kath. Let's talk about all the things you can win today listening to the show. We have a secret text word, so a chance to get some tickets to Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin evening. That's going to be cool. Tuesday, April 19th at the Fillmore. And if you're interested in winning, just text word secret to 39333. We'll send the word back to you. Ask you to call and later designate a caller wins, and we'll grab a random text or two. So why not? So that show, again, is on April 19th. Now, on top of that, MMR's Concert Cash continues. Your next opportunity to win $500 in the first of the day starts at 8 a.m. We'll do it again at 10, then at noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8. And it's easy. We give you a word. We tell you how to enter it. You have 15 minutes to do that. And then we pick a random winner. Very simple ways for you to win this morning. On top of that, we also have an announcement coming up about an annual event that we're excited to bring back once again. We'll get you the details on that. And in our studio this morning, Mr. Mark Wahlberg. Is hey, yeah. That is correct. The it's actual awesome. man himself, Mark Wahlberg, will be here. And he's promoting a movie called Father Stew which will be out next Friday. So we get some time with him. That's going to be really cool. So a lot, obviously, to get to. We hope that you'll hang with us for the duration of the program. By the way, Mark is going to be stopping by around 8.30 or so this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. And the entertainment report is what we will get to next, along with a stupid question. Be careful on the road this morning. Very, very wet. We will return shortly. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so let's give something away. We have a stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of sweet tickets to join Brent Porsche as NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway. That's May 1st. And the question that I have for you is this morning, which actor portrayed Hunter S. Thompson in the movie Where the Buffalo Roam? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know this one. All right, which actor portrayed Hunter S. Thompson in a movie called Where the Buffalo Roam? 215 263 WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays. Today being Wednesday, April 6th, we will start with... All right, let's begin with this one. I didn't even know it was his birth. He wasn't on my list, and Nick pulled up uh, an IMDb birthday list here, and even his picture is weird. <laughs> Michael Rooker. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. His birthday oh. today. He's great. Joe? Yeah, he's Yondu and Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's such a strange <laughs> guy. Great. He was hilarious. We had him here. We had the greatest interview <laughs> with him. Yeah. And he's just like... He's Michael Rooker. Trippy, yeah. weird dude. Uh, yeah, he was Walking Dead, and I mean, just loads and loads of movies. First throughout time the years. I saw him, Preston was in a movie called uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, yeah. Really weird movie. He was perfect in the role. But you're right. He's just one of those guys. You know, there's another dialogue running in his brain. Yeah, yeah. Just really cool. Well, in Guardians, uh, he uh, his character has a redemption, right? And yes. very much so. And yeah. you know, and and, and a revelation, right? Something that that we as as an audience didn't know. I can't remember if his character. I feel like his character in Walking Dead did have a redemption because he was an uh, a hole and he was terrible. And 
I don't think he the, did. I don't remember. In the first season, he was he was on the roof. Yeah. Uh, and the roof was on fire. No. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, his brother got the redemption. Yeah, yeah. Carol, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, in, in uh, as Yondu in Guardians, I love it. In that first movie, have this recurring thing that he says, look, when I first found you, them boys wanted to eat you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I they ain't never eaten no Terran before. <laughs> you don't eat people! And the, you don't, yeah, funny, it's like, yeah. who eats people? You've been throwing it in my face for 20 years. Yeah. What kind of a thing is that to say to someone? You don't eat people! <laughs> it is just the best. Yes. What I love, though, in that first movie, oh. and he's it's, he's such a good actor because he can do that when he realizes that the uh, the stone has been replaced by a troll doll. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and instead of freaking out, he just... He just like knowingly grins. Uh, Nick is scrolling through his IMDb. Uh, Steve, everything from Sea of Love. Remember, he's yeah. the, the secret uh, Days of Thunder. That Days of Thunder and uh, uh, Tombstone. He's in Cliffhanger. He's Morris. Yes. You know, I mean, just movie after movie after movie. Uh, he pops up in. So happy 67th to Rooker today, Michael Rooker. Uh, Warren Haynes, singer and guitarist of the Allman Brothers Band and Government Mule. Uh, is 62 years old today. Never really knew Government Mule. Do you no. So guys? here's the deal. Why I, don't um, you forget the mule for a, yeah, for for a, a moment? moment. Yeah. As a as a fish fan, people just assume that I automatically yeah. just gravitate towards jam band music, and I don't. Um, so people have thrown Government Mule. I think they're great. It, it doesn't do it for me, so right. you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I, it's, you know, obviously he's an an insane talent. When they bring that up, just stick your tongue out. <laughs> Warren Haynes is sixty two today. Uh, Zach Braff, uh, the actor from uh, Scrubs, he got a, a big run in that, and he's in the new uh, yours, mine. Is it yours, mine, and ours, or the uh, yeah with Gabriel Union, the new the the family, the remake of the. Uh, Classic family movie. Uh, he is turning 47 years old today. Uh, someone who has been by here on a, cu- a few occasions celebrates a big birthday. Mary Lou Henner. Aww. Yeah, we love her. Is 70 years old today. She was on uh, Taxi, oh. and she's been in loads of movies, and she has that near-photographic memory, which is always impressive and cool. And uh, She now does stage stuff. and Hallmark movies. When she comes by here, she sings. She's yes. Like, she, yeah. always, she wants mm-hmm. to sing a little bit. She's just a, <laughs> She is just a lovely girl. She's a lovely girl. Yes. She's got that incredible memory press. Uh, she is 70 today. Uh, John Ratzenberger of uh, Cheers. Uh, Cliff. Cheers. Yeah, he was, <laughs> that is correct. He always came in and he'd say, everyone would go, uh, hey, Cliffy. Yeah. You know, um, Remember? <laughs> he wasn't uh, part of the, like, uh, the on- his name wasn't part of the credits in the first season of Cheers. He was just a, you know, he was such they, a, they, like, an ancillary character. Yeah, but his character caught on and they built it up. And now he's in every single Pixar yeah. movie ever made. They consider him a lucky charm. Sometimes he just has one line, but he they just this, need to include him in something. He has a similar distinction. He's in every vivid movie. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vivid used wow. way. I didn't even know that. His, his voice, though, like, he's the it's one. Great. You know when you watch an animated movie yeah. and you're like, wait, who is that? Like, his you can pick out right away. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to play this music because it also goes along with your next birthday. Okay. And, John Ratzenberger is 75 today, by the way. And, yes, he was uh, a deleted scene, right? No, he's, no. A, he's an empire. Is he an yeah. empire? His, his line is, um, all right, everybody, let's go. Okay. Yeah, all right. It. Uh, so he also celebrates a birthday with Billy D. Williams. Ah, uh, so good. The coolest cat in the galaxy. Uh, Lando Calrissian, of course. Mahogany. Uh, that Brian song. Yes. Um, Undercover brother. I love. Oh, he's the general so fried good. chicken. That is such a wrong uh, and such a right movie at the same time. Yep. Billy D. is eighty-five years old today. 
Uh, Candace Cameron, speaking of Hallmark movies. Love Candace Cameron. She has. She's my girl. Her birthday today. And she is, you're right, Steve. She stars in way more of those than anybody else in Hallmark so. movies. Yeah. We, I, I, I pulled up like a, a, a listing of how many uh, each of those regulars that we see in those. And she like outperforms them. Now, all. I love me some Lacey Chabert, too. Yes. Mm. But uh, Candace Cameron really rocks those Hallmark. I mean, they've like made a career on it after their, you know, yeah. breakthrough shows. They That's where they it's went. The greatest and- Ever, yeah. yeah, yeah. Danica McKellar is doing a bunch Absolutely. of absolutely, yeah. yeah. So she is forty six years old today. Uh, Jason Hervey, who played Wayne on the Wonder Years, uh, the older brother, celebrates his fiftieth birthday today. Now a, a producing partner with uh, isn't he in that Vince Vaughn crew with uh, uh, Ralphie oh. is from the? Uh, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Peter Bellamy story. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think he is. I'm not sure. From okay. some I thought he was. Uh, and Casey is in one of your favorite movies of all time, Pee Wee's uh, Big, Big Adventure. Adventure. He's, he's great. That is <laughs> he's the, the movie star, the, the kid movie kid. star who's a total jerk. Cat, uh, you um, hate Pee Wee Herman, right? Uh, yes, I never got it. All right, I feel like so. The crazy thing about that movie, it came out in 1985. Like Tim Burton does such an amazing movie, it it still holds up today. Like, yeah, it, it is definitely not. It, it, to me, it doesn't feel like an 80s movie. Uh, so he is 50 today. Uh, you have the sexiest man alive, Mr. Paul Rudd. So like from London. Uh, he is. He's so good. He is. He's 53 today for getting Sarah Marshall's the clip that was uh, Kunu, who he played. Uh, but, you know, and he's in, obviously, he's Ant-Man. He's, he's solidified himself in that. I was uh, watching uh, Corner of the Ant-Man World. Ant-Man and Wasp, Preston, and I, I was bringing up that scene that's so great where he shrinks himself down to go into the elementary school. Oh, my God. And he gets into the back of the van. And Michael Douglas goes, "How was school today, Scooter?" <laughs> Steve, I, I think you and I share this opinion. I, I thought Anchorman Two was a funny movie. But, I, I, but, I do, yeah. But the outtakes from Anchorman Two with Paul Rudd just losing it at better. Like, the scene, better, yeah. And the scene where they're in the lighthouse and Will Ferrell's talking about bodily functions. Paul Rudd just can't keep it together, and it's some of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> he sticks his leg out and goes, "Feel that." Doesn't that feel like he says the C word? And it's no, it feels like a leg. We're so used to seeing him in comedy that it's wild when uh, Cider has rules will be on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, he, he did. He, he does drama. Yeah. Uh, he is 53 today. And then the last birthday uh, that Nick made me aware of. Uh, our old friend Charlie McDermott uh, celebrates his 32nd birthday. He used to talk to him all the time when he was on the, the middle. Yeah. And uh, haven't talked to him in a while. I hope he's doing well. I do hope he's doing well. He's a super, super nice guy. He's our best friend. He is our best <laughs> friend. And we celebrate everybody who's having a birthday today. You know what? You're our best friend, too. <laughs> Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Which actor portrayed Hunter S. Thompson in the film Where the Buffalo Roam? And we will go to Joe, see if we can get an answer. Yo, Joe, good morning. Yeah, good morning. All right, Joe, who played Hunter S. Thompson in Where the Buffalo Roam? That would be Bill Murray. You're correct. Yep. <laughs> Hang on a second, Joe. A pair of sweet tickets to join Brent Porsche at NASCAR as NASCAR returns Dover Motor Speedway May 1st when the Duramax Drydeen 400 takes place. You can get tickets at DoverSpeedway.com. Steve, I remember when Buffalo Rome came out and it was, you know, Bill Murray was at the height of his comedic. Yeah. He was really surging. As, and this came out and I was a kid and I remember watching some of it and going, I, did, I, I, I don't get what, what is this? Is this supposed to be I, funny? I didn't know who Hunter Thompson right, was. Right, right. I didn't know you don't. any of that stuff. And it just, I'm like, he's just being a weirdo. Because you're doing this kind of thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. All right, we will begin 
I don't think we've had a Kardashian story for a little while. Maybe you know, I touched on a little bit one the other day. But well, you know, you're getting bombarded at home because they're running the commercials for the Hulu series now. Well, this was pretty big. Courtney and Travis Barker tied the knot at a private wedding ceremony at One Love Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas. She, according to chapel owner Marty Fearson. Uh, the ceremony took place at 1.45 a.m. <laughs> Perfect oh, time for a wedding. On Monday, just hours after Barker performed live at the Grammy Awards ceremony. So they, like, left that and they went and got married. Probably had a couple, couple of cocktails on the way I there think so. or something. I don't know. But rep- representatives for Kardashian and, and uh, Barker did not immediately respond to requests for comment, but the news was first reported by TMZ. One of the 24-hour chapels, but not an Elvis chapel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was. It was. So the huh. couple came dressed in the same clothes they wore to the award show. They had a marriage license and presented it to uh, Frierson, who was a witness. He said they wanted Elvis Presley. I called Elvis, and Elvis came and married That's them. That's great. Uh, they bought roses, got a package, said their vows, and they had a bouquet toss as well. You ever see the, uh, the sometimes they'll, they'll post them, the menu of available wedding scenarios that you can pay for and the pricing? No. Like if you want Elvis, if you want another right. pers- impersonator, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, the couple had an entourage of four people, three who were filming and one who provided security. So I don't know if... Any friends and family were there? Did anybody know that this was going to happen? Did Mominger, Chris, or or were the cameras for the show? They probably they said three uh, people were yes, filming. You're probably right. So they said three people were there. They were filming and one provided security. So they probably are going to have this in the show. That was a Rolling Stone or Billboard or somebody's in, in questioning the validity of the actual marriage and marriages at those places. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but I mean, what would be? Why wouldn't it be legit? Yeah, but for for Courtney, because you expect a Kardashian, yeah. to have a wedding that is off the charts, palatial, just yeah. ridiculous, yeah. so just money, you know, thrown all over the place for something like this, and they decide to go in the complete opposite direction. So we'll see where this leads to and if it's legit or not. But supposedly that's what they did. I, I think a, a Kardashian wedding would actually have Elvis at yeah, the yeah. wedding. Yeah, yeah. They would actually have the bones Robat, of Elvis. An exoskeleton carrying <laughs> well, the, the, the 3D, meat right. The 3D image. Like, yeah, exactly. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that for Kim's birthday a few years ago? Yeah, I think so. Man, it was like yeah. creepy. I think that yeah. was from Kanye. Yeah. Uh, wait, who did they have? Her dad. Her dad. Her dad. Her dad. Robert yeah, Shapiro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kimmy, wow. I love you and miss you. I'm dead, but it's Great to be at your party. Don't eat too much cake. Bye-bye. Wow. All right, here's another secret wedding. Christina Hack and Josh Hall are married. TMZ reported that the... uh Pair got hitched in California sometime over the last six months. I don't. I don't think this guy is up to snuff for her. On I, Hack's uh, real estate license, she appears to have uh, changed her last name to Hall as well. I really don't know much about the guy. No, nah, who is this guy again? Because the other dude was Ann Anstead. I don't know. This, this guy, I saw pictures of him at the beach. I guess they were doing their honeymoon or whatever the hell they were doing. But okay, he seems Scott Disick-ish. Uh, the couple had been dating for a year, and they announced the news of their engagement in September of last year. Uh, when Hack first opened up about dating Hall last year, she wrote that uh, she felt uh, protective over their relationship, which could explain their secret marriage. She's very pretty, but I don't think she actually has a soul. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she wrote in an Instagram post, I felt immediately crazy protective over him and wanted to keep him for myself and get to know each other before the tornado of media attention hit. Uh, and we have a few solid months of just us getting to know each other, and I've loved every second of it, she wrote in this Instagram post. So, uh-huh. yeah. so they got married. All right, good for them. Yeah, good for them. Like I'm sorry? I don't like her. 
You don't like I, her. I never did. I never I never cared for her and uh, <laughs> flip her flop. I just didn't like her. I don't I, I don't even give this a year. Uh, <laughs> I just I have more faith in Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson than I do in, so you in just, this one. You not only I didn't like her. You not only don't like her, you dislike her. I dislike her. Okay, so you think she's a bad person. I didn't I do not want to oh, say that. She's I a just, stinky man. She's a bad stinky man. I uh, no, there's just listen. Uh, there's she's incapable of keeping a relationship. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I just uh, you don't like her. I don't like her. You don't like hey, her. Hey, you know how like some dogs, you know they they'll, they'll sniff another dog. Like, yeah, I don't think I no. like this guy. So you I at like some point you yeah. sniffed her ass. I sniffed her ass and didn't like what you smelled. I didn't like it. Yeah, there's a lot of paprika in there. Oh okay. man, I like the dog test. Yeah, I think that's a good way to think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Can I smell your Hang on. butt? I got. I got to see. I need to. I'm. I'm unsure of you. This is the same producer Casey Lewis was arrested today after sniffing an actress's ass. He said he was only trying to determine if she was a good person. Maybe when Wahlberg comes in later today, you say, "Look, you seem like a really nice guy, but we have a surefire test. I need to. I need to see what you're made up. It's very canine in nature, but trust me, you'll like it." All right, Christina Hack and this, this dude Hall got Enough. married. Enough! Well, I, I wish them the best. I'm sure you do. So, I know I really do. Former child actor Cole Sprouse shared his experience at the New York Times on Monday speaking candidly on what it means to be a childhood star and highlighting how it's different for young women. So I looked him up, Steve. He was on uh, The Sweet Like of, of Zach and Cody. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He plays Jughead on Riverdale. Yes. He's also the boy in uh, Big Daddy. Yes, yeah. he is. And he was in uh, Friends as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Him he, and his brother. Uh, so, wait, he was in, in Big Daddy? Yeah, yeah he, he was, was the, the boy. The kid. The kid. Yeah. Well, I thought it was from a different show. Well, they, no, I, think, okay. I think he and his brother played the kid, right? Because yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're right. Yeah, yeah and they were, on, they were on Sweet Life of right. Zach and Cody, too. Uh, at, but at playing separate characters. So uh, he said, my brother and I used to get quite a bit of, oh, you made it out. Oh, you're unscathed. No, the young women on cha- on the channel, uh, we were on uh, Disney, and we were so heavily sexualized from such an earlier age that my brother and I, uh, or that, that are, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that an earlier age than my brother and I, that there's absolutely no way that we could compare our experiences. And every single person going through that trauma has a unique experience. He said... When we talk about child stars going nuts, what we're not actually talking about is how fame is a trauma. So I'm violently defensive against people who mock some of the young women who were on the channel when I was younger because I don't feel like it uh, adequately comprehends the humanity of that experience of what it takes to recover. So he's saying especially for the for the the, the girls that are young and on those shows that it's uh they're, they're I believe it's it. tough on them. Go back years and look at um the the way people like Judy Garland when she was a younger girl was treated. They had her on amphetamines. The, the studio was giving her amphetamines to keep her working yeah. and all of these things like in the Wizard of Oz was stricter she was more developed than they wanted Dorothy to be so they bound her up. Yeah, and that a lot of that stuff continues. Yep, yep. So he's uh, kind of speaks out about that and tries to keep an eye on things like that. Uh, rumors abounded about the start of a new romance when Jason Momoa gave his jacket to Kate Beckinsale at oh. an Oscar after party last month. They're doing it. However, the Dune actor is now setting the record straight. In an interview with Extra, published on Monday, Momoa said it was Cray. It's crazy. He said, uh, no, he said it was Cray. Oh, really? Uh, Have a conversation with a woman about her country. I was in England doing Aquaman 2. Everyone is like, are you dating? And I said, no, it was chivalry. The woman was cold. (laughs) 
Uh, he he continued saying she's very nice. I was being very nice, just being a gentleman, and now I am not giving my coat to anyone. I would like to see them together. I, I like him a lot, and she was nice when we interviewed her many years ago. All this uh, comes approximately two months after Momoa and Lisa Bonet announced that uh, they were divorcing. So I wonder what Aquaman's doing in uh, England. Uh, speaking of Momoa, he's once again linking up with Apple TV Plus. Per Variety, the streamers ordered eight episodes of Chief of War, a Hawaiian historical drama. Cool. That Momoa will write, star in, and executive produce. And this will be the uh, TV writing debut for him. Of course, he was born in Honolulu and has been active in the Protect uh, Mauna Kea movement. Uh, Chief of War will reportedly explore the unification and colonization of Hawaii as an indigenous perspe- from an indigenous perspective. With a little bit of glee thrown in there, Preston, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show will be set at the turn of the 18th century during a constant state of war between Hawaii's four major kingdoms. A famed warrior named uh, Kaiana leaves the conflict behind to become a fisherman, but he's pulled back into the battlefield after seers identify him as the person meant to bring peace to Hawaii. There's no word on yet uh, on if he's going to play that main character. He should. He should. I mean, he's, he's he, a mountain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's qualified to play a warrior, of course, and he knows a thing or two about vision. So we will see what he ends up doing. He has a series, or had it. I didn't watch a lot of it called C. On yeah. a, it was did a, you see C? I did see C, <laughs> and, and uh, the, uh, a bit of C, and the whole premise that they were all um, sightless. Yeah. Uh, I found really kind of distracting and boring yeah. after a while. At a certain point, it's, when it's you're like, catching arrows in the air, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... It doesn't just matter. Give just give their eyesight back. Yeah. They're, they're so see. competent. Yeah. Yeah. You can see better than we can see. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like, oh, I wow. I can't catch an arrow out of the... <laughs> right. A snatch yeah. out of the it's air. Like, blink. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Academy Awards, his talent agency reportedly thought about letting him go. <laughs> then they probably thought better after that. Uh, I was watching the new... I was thinking about Will Smith last night. Right. I was watching the new Mark Wahlberg movie. Yes. We're having him in later today. Right. And Mel Gibson is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about Will Smith and Mel Gibson's career. Yeah, yeah. And how it went away, and now it's back, yeah. and he's fine. And you can come back. Will's probably not going to have as much trouble as uh, as uh, Mel's Mel been working did, it, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I think Will's going to be just fine. You just got to give it a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. According to Page Six, a leadership retreat at uh, Tarania Resort in Rancho Palos Verdes held held by Smith's agency, Creative Artists Agency, became the site of a debate as to whether or not to hold on to Smith as a client. Apparently, CAA is in the process of... of acquiring ICM, the agency that represents Chris Rock, so the company was at a crossroads. You know, be like, listen. So Chris Rock is is kept a low profile. He he didn't want a lot of stuff, uh, you know, uh, legally to take place, and he's kind of you know taking the higher road. At some point, if they could, you know, meet, shake hands, patch it up. That'd be a nice message to send. Yeah, no, I feel like he's losing out by not addressing this at his shows. Um, Chris yeah. Rock? Yeah. He's also looking, he's also appearing not to be uh, taking advantage of it and exploiting it. Yeah, he's you know. not. Did you see, um, I think, was it Victor Fiorella? Somebody wrote an article about his show um, in Atlantic, Boston. in Atlantic City. Yeah. 
and like what that it was just and not not to his fault but that the whole like just getting to the show getting into the show was like a disaster he ended up having to go on an an hour later because uh the lines to get in were you know were just so astronomical they were so long it took forever to get people in in their seats and then and then he didn't address the whole situation and like people were bitching about it and you know he shouldn't have to i mean he didn't ask for that no no it was it wasn't his fault i'm just saying they people were expecting it people were expecting it and so yeah. you know, he tried to get the word out that he wasn't going to do yeah, it. He, he was going to think about it for a while. Right. He had all his people put the word out there, but a lot. Listen, Chris Rock's going to sell out anyway. But the fact that he had this that just happened. If there are any seats available, they sold out pretty quickly. Yeah, people were just kind of uh, salivating, right. waiting to hear what what his take would be because because Chris Rock can go on a tirade and he can rip people to shreds. He's really good at it, and he was about to do that on stage. I have every confidence. Oh, you saw him go <laughs> stammer like that. Yes. He like, yeah, he bit his tongue. He did. You know, he did. It was probably swollen from getting yeah. hit in the face, but. Right. Uh, but yeah, I agree, Steve. He, yeah. he was like, oh, 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 I could unload right now. Uh-huh. And uh, no. Uh, but anyhow, uh, this gentleman, Richard Lovett, who represents Smith, did not want to lose the King Richard star. Lovett was even described as frazzled while the agency even discussed the matter. Um, I can't hear you. <laughs> a CAA spokesperson claimed there's no truth to these rumors, but I got I got to figure they at least talked about it a little bit. There right? is a multi pronged plan in place to bring him back and to do it. You know, coming to there'll be that People article with him on the cover, coming to terms with my inner conflicts, and mm-hmm. and they'll rebuild it back up, and he'll be fine. Uh, page six reports that Andrew Garfield's girlfriend Alyssa Miller posted to Instagram on Monday to dispel the rumors that the pair broke up. Along with a silly picture of the couple. From That's so silly. Uh, yeah. from the night. That's what I love about oh you. God, You're so face. silly. Of the SAG Awards. Is that her, Nick? Yeah, unfortunately. Hello. All right, all right, let me just see what this wow. silly picture looks like. Uh, the SAG Awards. Uh, Miller wrote, if you must gossip, at least use a cute photo. Uh, LOL. Oh, they look silly. Love you, so AG. Silly. Oh, my God. He's pursing his lips, but to the side. Oh, my God. Silly. <laughs> side so kiss. silly. That's just... Uh, let me see here. What other silly things that I have? I know this is this is sports, but he is quite the celeb. Of is course, is it silly it. sports? No, it's Tiger Woods, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's playing the Masters. I can't believe it. I thought for sure because people, some people yeah. were asking me who was who were curious about golf whether he was going to play. I said no, he's not going to play. He's, he's showing up because he is he's a he's a champion and he gets to go to the dinner and and can enjoy the whole thing and he's probably there just to hit a few balls and kind of get a feel for it. But I'm like, he's such a competitor mm-hmm. that I didn't think that he would seriously enter unless he really believes that he can win. He's doing it, man. Well, you did see him at Trinity. and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was there yesterday. Yeah. They were beating up on me pretty good. But uh, no, he hasn't played a regular PGA tournament uh, since November of 2020. And uh, I think it, it seemed like, like all the people who are in the know in the golf realm were saying, how could you? How can he? But it, yeah, he, look, yeah, he is. You never know. Uh, but the the big question is: is how is he going to hold up walking uh, for four straight days, eighteen holes? Because you, when you walk eighteen holes, you're walking over five miles. Can't they put him on a hand truck? Uh, nope, oh. you're not allowed to do that. Oh. Uh, so yeah, his his right leg was severely damaged, and and part of the rule is you got to walk. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how he does. Wait, but and that uh, was in the that accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that last one, mm-hmm. it was his leg got shattered. Okay. It was it was really really messed up. So we'll see how he holds up. Uh, let's see a couple more quick things. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation cast members 
will be boarding Star Trek Picard for the third and final season of the Paramount Plus series. LeVar Burton and Michael Dorn, along with Jonathan Frakes, cool. Gates McFadden, uh, Marina Sirtis, and Brent Spiner will all join Patrick Stewart in the final chapter of Star Trek Picard. So, Frakes has already been on. A few of the others right. have. But to have them all together, you know, at once is going to be pretty cool. That's awesome. I love The Next Generation. and I know you did as well. Yeah, it's the first time that Paramount Plus has confirmed Picard will be ending with the third season, although the stars of the series, including Stewart, have <clears throat> stated as such in interviews over the past couple of months. But they have uh, confirmed it for sure. Uh, the casting news was announced on Tuesday, which was First Contact Day, as depicted in the film Star Trek First Contract, April 5th, uh, Contact, I'm sorry, I said Contract, uh, April 5th, 2063 is the day that mm. humans first make contact with Vulcans, making a pivotal moment of exploration and acceptance in Star Trek history. Uh, since the film's debut, First Contact Day is celebrated worldwide annual on, annually on April 5th. And now they're going to work on the Real Housewives of the Federation, Preston. Oh, really? Yeah, which would be really cool. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if, I mean, he's 81 years old, and, you know, he has this sort of crossover thing in, in the next Doctor, Doctor Strange movie. If mm. he reprises Professor X, uh, how long does he make that one last? You know, I mean, like I think he can. So, if everything goes according to Hoyle, and, and Preston, you're familiar as am I with that. There is that crossover with the Avengers and the X Men, right? And, uh, you could go. There's a whole bunch of stories just sitting right there. He he shows he looks very vital in Picard. I hope so. Another, I love the going. I love the guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, Sherlock Holmes via yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, might be coming to television as the Warner Media-backed streamer is an early development uh, development of not one but two scripted series based <laughs> on the beloved detective stories. Did that ray just come out of your head? <laughs> by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Dude, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., who famously played the detective in the 2009 Guy Ritchie feature film and his 2011 sequel, is on board to executive produce both shows via his Team Downey banner. Uh, Lionel Wigram, will, who received a story credit on the first film and produced both, is also on board as an executive producer. A third movie in the franchise was in development but never moved beyond that stage. We don't know if, if Robert is going to be acting in it or not. I, I, I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the first movie more. Oh, the very much one, so. Yeah, but I still enjoyed them both, and that was, uh, as you said, Michael Ritchie. Uh, uh, um, Guy you know, Ritchie? Guy Ritchie yeah. uh, d- directing. And Michael Ritchie's another director, but... Um, I thought they were well done, and I thought his performance was good, and the way they the way they um, made him a more um, physical. Yes, Sherlock Holmes. I loved the first one. It was kind of like uh, Kingsman. Yeah. Loved the first one. Second one went a little bit too much. A little too much. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of yeah. that he's in outside of the Marvel universe. I love that movie. Um, so it's the it's uh, the projects are in the early development stages and. Uh, we will see what ends up happening. And I'm going to recap this real quick. Uh, Kathy hit this uh, in the news, and it was sad. Uh, Bobby Rydell passed yes. away, 79 years old. And, of course, he brought us lots of great hits. And one that's very near and dear to this area is Wildwood Days. But I like, I still love, like, I never get sick of this. I do, too. It just yeah. makes you it makes you want to party. Yeah. Is you know? Wildwood Days a riff on a song he did called Wild One Days? Uh, there's, there's, there was a song called Wild One but I don't know if it was Wild One Days or not. I'm not sure. I'm looking at the title I'm right here. I'm pulling that out of my ass, but so I was just wondering. So you had Kissin' Time, Volare, and Wild One were big hits of his. They were top 40 hits on Wildwood Days, of course. 
A uh, big part of that. He passed away Tuesday afternoon at Jefferson Abington Hospital. Uh, the death was unexpected, though he had many health problems dating uh, to 2012 when he underwent a double transplant to replace a liver and a kidney. Uh, Jerry Blavitt had booked him to perform at the Kimmel Center in January, but he couldn't make it because he had uh, he had health issues. Yeah. Uh, the cause of death was a non-COVID-related pneumonia complication, um, and his wife, uh, Linda, was by his side. Along with Frankie Avalon, Chubby Checker, and Fabian Forte, Mr. Rydell was one of the four South Philly teen idols who found a national audience in the late 50s and early 60s through Dick Clark's Philadelphia-based television show, American Bandstand. Uh, and, you know, he, he grew up in, in the South Philly area and yeah. moved around a tad bit. And uh, I think he ended up settling in Bluebell. Uh, in 2019, and that's where he lived out his life. So, um, a friend of mine, uh, his mother is the president of the fan club. And, oh, really? Yeah, and oddly enough, has the exact same name as his as his current wife. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Exa- oh, Bobby right. Um, yeah, I mean, he he was huge. Yeah, and I always liked him because at the end of uh, Bye Bye Birdie, the movie. Spoiler alert. He gets up on stage and punches Birdie in the in the face. Do you uh-huh. remember the? Uh, I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember the it's story. It's a very aggressive criminal investigation. <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's it's really actually a wonderful movie. But uh, he is the he's the every guy who's being moved out out of the scene by the Elvis Presley like character. Okay, and you know what I had always just assumed, but never knew for sure until this morning that Rydell High in Greece was named after Bobby Rydell. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool as a, as a tribute. Yeah, to, he's one of our own. His his era. So sad news. Very very sad news. And uh, he will be well remembered. And there's there's murals and all kinds of stuff. And we're always going to have this on Wildwood Days to play, especially. When the summer's getting ready yeah. to get started. And, um, you know, it's uh, sad news. All right, we're going to play the clips now. Sean William Scott continues his comedy career with the mockumentary series Welcome to Flatch. I want to see this. And here, Scott talks about how comedy has changed since he started out in the business. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. I was like, you could never make American Pie these days. Some of the stuff that's in, like in that movie... You would get arrested, you know, and probably go to jail for a long time if you did it, you know. So I think a lot of, like, the kind of broader comedies, a lot of stuff that you know, gave me a career, I don't see there ever being an appetite for those sort of movies again. Could you shut up? I don't know. I don't know if he's right about that because those movies, those types of movies were prevalent in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then they went, they went away for a long time. And then American Pie came out, and you were like, oh, my God, they're going back to that again. I think what happens is stuff starts to clamp down. And what happens is somebody says, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And then it starts it back up again. Yep. New episodes of Welcome to Flatch airs Thursday nights on Fox. Here's the next clip. Stuart Long, a.k.a. Father Stu, was an amateur boxer who grew up in an atheist family who fell in love with a Catholic woman and promised to get baptized for her. Until a motorcycle accident changed his entire life's focus. And in this clip, Mel Gibson, who plays Stu's dad, uh, described that horrific moment. Here we go. He survived uh, an, an accident, a hideous one. You know, he got hit by a car and then he got run over by another car. So they didn't expect him to live, but he pulled through. And when he when he snapped out of it, he, he said that he needed to be a priest. And they were like, you know, the girl's like, but we were going to get married. And he's like, sorry. I need to be a priest. And he was really dead sure about it. And he, he followed that. 
Uh, Father Stu opens in theaters on April 15th, and the star as Father Stu, Mark Wahlberg, will be in our studio this morning in about an hour and a half, which is pretty cool. So he's going to be stopping by around 8.30, so make sure you tune in and hang out with us for that this morning. All right, uh, that's all I have in the entertainment report. Reminder, we do have a secret text word. Today we have your chance to win a pair of tickets to see... Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin evening, Tuesday, April 19th at the Fillmore in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now. You can click at contest at WMMR.com for details. A text word secret to 39333. We'll get you in the running to win some of those. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Nice and wet for your drive-in. Be careful and we'll be right back. Thursday from the MM Archives. A recently unearthed tape of a special guest MMR DJ. I guess it's Bruce Springsteen who's uh, putting it together. Pierre Robert shares highlights of this historic broadcast from April 7th, 1974. Thursday at 1. If you'd like to talk to Bruce Springsteen, 561-5933. On 93.3 WMMR. I mentioned in the entertainment report, uh, Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker did this uh, Vegas wedding chapel thing in Vegas. These never work, do they? I mean, yeah. these these last minute, hey, let's go get married right now thing. No, no. I think there's a difference between <laughs> like people who decide to uh, to elope, and so that's the main modus operandi. And then the people who are like, right. this is a gimmick. Let's do it now. Yeah, let's right. go get married right, right now. And I, and I think probably I, I would if they they might work occasionally, but I think the percentage is probably against. Against them, I want to see if any anybody listening has has done this. Has just said, you know what? Let's. I'll marry you right now. Let's uh-huh. go do it. Yeah. Uh, and or or tomorrow. Let's go. We'll go to the justice of the peace. Whatever. Get it done. Elvis I will mean, do everything like that quickly. Two one five two six three WMMR. I want to hear your story. So I think that's different than um, like Steve. Kind of what you were mentioning. So it's just just all of a sudden going, you know, and, mm-hmm. and getting married. Where so I had a friend who they were planning a big wedding and she got overwhelmed with it and she was like, forget it. Not doing it. She told nobody, and they went to Vegas and they got married in okay. chapel. That yeah. worked out because they were planning a life anyway. It was just the wedding planning that she couldn't handle. It was already Good there. For her. Yeah. yeah, Good for her. It they was in like, the pocket. I don't want to be a part of this big circus. No, she took yeah. her, she took her big beautiful white dress that she had already purchased. She put it on, and Aww. Elvis married them. Uh, there you go. Uh, nice. That's what my brother did. So my my younger brother got married in Vegas, but it wasn't. They were already there. Uh, hey, let's do this. No, they went there to get married. So that's exactly what you were saying, Steve. So yeah, and, and their intent. Yeah, he and his wife and their three children. They're all going strong. But, but, like but a- you know that like Vegas is the home of the. Let's do it. Well, yeah. yeah. And oh, so yeah. I wonder if I'm sure statistically someone has broken down the amount of of unions that are standing the test of time, and I'm sure it has to be not very many. Yeah, yeah. and they the did decision a, they- to get married there. That's the one. That's what's not right. going to work. I think that's it. <laughs> they did elope, too, by the way. I mean, there's also, because my, my uh, wife's friends got married in Vegas, but everybody was there. Like, the, right. the parents and, and, you know, so there was a big wedding party and stuff like that. My brother and and uh, my sister-in-law, they were by themselves, which I was like, dude, you totally jipped me out of a, uh, out of a Vegas weekend, you know? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I totally would have been there right. as, your, as your witness. So we're yeah. getting a few texts from listeners saying that uh, both Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, when they got married, they eloped to Vegas, and so did uh, John Bon Jovi and his wife, Dorothea, and they've been together. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the, Both of those couples have been together for a long time. I, I think if I were to get married again, because I'm divorced, I would not, uh, I would consider this. I would, um, 
but it, it is, it's to your point, Steve, like it's, it would be a marriage that had been with, with some forethought. Right. It's not a, hey, we're in Vegas, let's get married kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ro- like Ross and Rachel getting drunk at a casino and then, you know. and, then and Which get... is a perfect example. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the one I was thinking of is like, uh, you know, the movie, uh, um, uh, That Thing You Do. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the movie, Lenny, the guitar player, they drive to Vegas and then the next thing you know, they were just going to go to Vegas yeah. and he's, he's holding a big thing of chips in his arms and uh-huh. they're standing at the chapel. He's like, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Hangover. Like, let's do it. Let's get married. Yeah, the, the hangover. hangover. Yeah, he marries a stripper. Now, yeah. um, if, we we have some precedent here on the show of getting people married in a day. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yes. And, and that was, but that was for charity, right? Uh, and and we're not Las Vegas. And we're not Las we're Vegas. We're And and a tent in South Philadelphia. Right. Wait, exactly. how was that for, for charity? Well, it was a camp out for hunger. I was thinking of the. Oh, I was uh, thinking of the one in, in the. Oh, studio. the wedding for a day. The wedding yeah. in a day thing. I wonder how they're doing. Yeah. Right. Did we oh, ever yeah. find out? I, did, last I, I heard, they were doing pretty well. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious too. Yeah, if anybody knows the couple that uh, that we got that we had him propose that morning live on the air at 6 a.m. and got her here to the studio, and we had a full blown wedding we, with a band a and dress. everything. She had a dress. She was had her hair and makeup done. Oh, that yep. was seven years ago. It was wow. February of 2015. <gasps> they yeah. lived in Conshohocken, right? Yes. yes. Didn't you go pick them up? I did. Yeah, I was uh, waiting in the car. It was literally, I'm, uh, no exaggeration, it was like five degrees out that morning, and we're yeah. we had to wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> for them. And then didn't we send them on a honeymoon too? Oh yeah. 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 Oh my god. They were uh, they were gone. Oh, everything was... in in that. The, 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 not one day, the show. Yeah. yeah. Let us know if anybody knows them. All right, let me go to a couple of calls here. I have Paul on the line. Hey, Paul, good morning. I'm a sauce tube. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have that? Wait, Casey's got to pull it up. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> What's up, great. Paul? Uh, so this story is uh, kind of epic amongst me. Uh, me and my best friend went to Vegas for a bachelor party. Okay. And um, we broke off, and we kept walking past these 24-hour chapels. And we went, dude, just for the hell of it, we should get married. And that, that'd be stupid. And then, like, 40 beers later, we got married. Oh, you married your buddy. That's God. awesome. Did so, you guys uh, yeah. kiss when uh, you after you said oh, I do? Oh, did we, did we kiss? Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, we did. I mean, neither of us are gay. Well, we might be a little bit. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's all good. Let me ask you: Did you? Did you? How soon before you got it? I assume you got it annulled, right? Yeah, like 24 hours later, we got an old. My mother was furious. I was like, what? I love him. I love him. Oh, my like, God. Wait, Paul. Then when, then when he met his wife, he was like, by the way, I'm technically divorced. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yes. who is that B? And it was like, oh, it's it's it's. It's 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 him. Uh, That's too funny, man. Paul, real quick, are you because Dracula guy? Uh, maybe. I thought so. All right, I thought I recognized your voice. Story. Yeah, great That's story. Awesome. All right, yeah. thanks, Paul. Appreciate. Paul's it, got man. some good stuff going on. It's like yes. weird, but good. Uh, let me go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Yeah, it's another good one. Yes. What's happening, Chris? Oh. Not much, guys. Uh,
while we're getting ready to do this, we decided, you know what? Let's just get married at the Little White Chapel, the pink Cadillac ceremony. Nice. We get up that Friday morning at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning just to find out that at 2 o'clock in the morning, Spirit Airlines canceled our flights and rescheduled them for 6 o'clock the next day. So we didn't even get to go. So we we tried to elope, but then we had to come back with our tails tucked between our legs and stay in, you know. Jersey, we get married at the courthouse in Jersey. Oh. The world. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's, you have this, this cool thing well, that's going to be a story, and you get married in, in uh, the courthouse in Jersey. You can still, even if you're already married, you can still go do that in yes. Vegas, right? Just for yes, fun. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But yeah. it was the whole, you know, you guys said it on the radio, and I told her about it, and she was like, yeah, right, we're not going to go to Vegas. And then she buys us tickets for Christmas, yeah. and I was planning on getting the pictures and sending them to Preston. Oh, well, listen, man. Because of you guys, and then it never happened. Well, hey, Steve, I talked to you a couple years ago about going to Japan and what's up on our trip. Yeah. That's cool. I'm going to go get married by Japanese Elvis uh, when I renew my vows. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it, man. I had I had every intention of renewing our vows like at our 10-year uh, anniversary, and I wanted to do it at, at the Vegas. I wanted to do it at the, at the Elvis Chapel in so Vegas. So we, our anniversary, uh, our, you know, so we were 97, so we were, you know, it was when we got married. It was a big anniversary this year. But we, we put it on on pause because we wanted to do it sans all the, the COVID stuff. And you're making me think that might be kind of a cool thing to do. Yeah. I, I bet you, I wonder, again, also with this stuff, with these chapels, how many are, are simply just renewing your vows? Right. How many people go there just to renew your vows? Yeah. Because it's such a kitschy thing to do. Yeah. By the way, some text coming in that says, niece of the wedding in a day, they are doing great. I asked Josh to try and call in. Uh, and another text says, Lauren and Josh are still married. They have a kid now. How oh, about that? We should have had the, uh, the delivery right here on air. That is a beautiful <laughs> thing. We, yeah. we, we could have given her a shot to force the we delivery, right? We followed that through on that. You're right. Uh, let me go to, we're talking about just last minute marriage and did it work, did it not? We're going to go to Ray. Hey, Ray, good morning. Good morning. Good Zooks, Ray. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. We all right. You're talking to the uh, first married couple that got uh, tattoos day. <laughs> what? The first married couple to get tattoos day? Yeah, we came in with our kids uh, about 10, 12 years ago. Wow, yeah, that's wild. Awesome. And it so, is. what was your story about getting married? Uh, we uh, met in August. We went on our first date about December, and come March, we looked at each other. It was a, hey, uh, are we in it for real, or is we just playing a game? Because we are. Let's just go get married. And we went to Elkton, Maryland. And like that day or the next day or how quickly after you made the decision? We made the decision to file, but because I was 20, we had to wait a little while. Okay, hey, I got gotcha. you. How much do they charge, Ray, for the uh, for that, that quickie marriage? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. This is back in 98. Okay. I, mean, I, I always assume it's like 50 bucks or 25 bucks or something like that, right? I mean, are they... I think it was around seventy-five dollars. Okay. All right, so it's probably right. increased since then. And uh, thanks, Ray. That's cool. You guys are still going strong. Yes, we are. In fact, I got I got Melinda, my wife, here with me right now. We're both uh, traveling. Excellent, excellent. Hi, well, have, have a safe trip. All right, guys. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Eat if you get hungry. That's what I was wondering about Paul when he called in when he married his friend. That because they had to have paid. 
Right. Yeah, you got to pay. For, you definitely have to pay for the ceremony. I mean, I guess after 40 beers, you don't By the way, they'll, they'll supply an audience. They'll supply their people I, always yeah. at the ready. They'll supply what? people to sit and watch it. Nick, do me a favor. Look yeah. up uh, One Love Wedding Chapel in Vegas and see if they have a, a list of their services because uh, that's where Bono owns it. Courtney and no, not that. <laughs> Uh, that's where Courtney and, and uh, Travis got married, and uh, maybe we can see what it what it costs to do it at that particular right. location. Uh, I'm going to go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning buddy. What's up? Hey, uh, I met my wife online in an AOL chat room. <laughs> she came out here for a weekend. She was from California. I went out there for the weekend, and we went to Mexico and got married. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 26 years ago, just uh, April 1st. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And you guys are still together. 26 years, two that's, wow. that's that is that's, that's a great such story. a huge leap of faith. <laughs> so, in the, what was the, what was the Mexican chapel like? Was it was it sort of something kitschy? Was it just a small, uh, you know, just regular chapel looking thing? Honestly, I, I don't remember much the, of that. Did you go to? Was it in uh, Tijuana, Rosarito? Where'd you go? Tijuana. All right. Was there a donkey show? <laughs> no donkey. No show. donkey show. Um, but we had a lot to drink, and we visited a couple of different other shops where they just did gave you stuff. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what though? You got a story. You can't remember it all, but still, that's that's a cool story well, to have. And then a year later, we we redid that in Las Vegas with some family and friends on the same day. So, there's so, kind of two marriages. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. But, I mean, yeah. technically, right. I've been married twice because uh, I mean, I, I married. Uh, we we got our uh, a civil ceremony done at the courthouse, and then the religious ceremony down in Puerto Rico. All right, let me let me go to this. This sounds interesting. I've uh, Sam. Hi, Sam. Good morning. Hey, good morning, man. I'm gonna make this quick. I'm almost my uh, in the work. <laughs> all right, that's all good, buddy. Give yeah, us what you can. We don't want to hold you up. So we got um, we uh, went to AC on a. And she said, hey, if we win big, we'll get married, right? So she was on a video poker machine for about 10 minutes and uh, won like three grand. A week later, we went to the Justice of the Peace. Uh, we've been together for now for 10 years, got three kids. Wow. Uh, big house, and we're best friends, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Married on a bet. That's pre- on a bet, dude. That's pretty great. Hey, Good for you guys. What's the chapel situation? Uh, the, what is uh, yeah, in AC City. like? What's yeah, that like? You would think so. Same with, vibe, right? With with, with, a, with a casino town, right? Uh, it kind of lends itself to you win big. Yeah, yeah. I want to marry you. You know what I mean? I love you. I know. Yeah. Uh, with the you know the ocean in the background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on a second. We have Lori from Wedding in a Day hey. on the line. Lori. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. So how we listen, we, we got we got talking on, on quickie weddings. Yeah. Yours the quickiest of the quick ever, by the way. Yeah. The best way. Proposed to uh, courtship, <laughs> marriage, and all honeymoon all within the span of like six hours. Yes, exactly. It was awesome. The best day. And uh, and you guys are still going strong. Yeah, seven years. We oh. have a two-year-old daughter, Molly. Uh-huh. That's oh. awesome. See? See what we can do? <laughs> yeah, That's you fantastic. guys are the best. Hey, let me ask you, Lori, what is it like when you when people ask that you don't know, uh, <laughs> how'd you guys get together and, and, right. and the wedding? What's it like telling that story? Is Or do you do you skim over it a little bit because it's <laughs> um, so... I give, them, I give them the brief overview, but then I tell them that they can watch it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You have the best video ever, yeah. It. They love it. Everybody that I meet loves it. 
That's true. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching it right now on, on YouTube, Lauren. It's a wedding wake-up call, President Steve Daly Rush. It's from uh, February of 2015. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and we had a party here in the studio. Everybody was dressed in tuxes. I guess a lot of your friends and family were able to make it in as well. Is that is was there. Dude, yeah. that's, that studio was jammed. Yes, I remember it was. That. Yeah. yeah, everybody. We're it looking was. at the video. Marissa was the flower girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Oh, my God. That is the oh, best. I am so happy. Mm-hmm. I thought, listen, not to, not to you know, uh, spread anything bad upon your marriage, but I... I wasn't sure that it would last because of the We know nature. our luck. We yeah. know our luck. Yeah, but yeah. I, uh, this is proof. That oh, we yeah. do indeed belong in the Radio Hall of Fame. We right absolutely here. do. Yep. Right. Yep. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's awesome. What is, uh, uh, so uh, your daughter is how old? She's two. She turned two in January. Oh, that's great. So you, you got to tell her the second she's able to receive the information in a sentient manner how mommy and daddy got married on the radio. Yeah. I can't wait to show her. What a memory. Yeah. You guys, you guys still live in Conchi? No, we moved from Conshohocken. We're in Lansdale now. Okay. All right. Excellent. Well, yes. listen, we're very happy for you. And then when we, we'll have to have you guys come by and uh, visit sometime, maybe at the 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We should have a little get-together. I think and, that'd be awesome. And if you get pregnant I, again, please uh, have the baby here in the studio. Yes. <laughs> oh, I will. I right, will. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll All supply right. a doula, the whole yeah, thing. The whole thing, yeah. Steve oh, can do a tracheotomy. Oh, I can do it. a great trach. Yeah. All right. Oh, Lord. Okay. Lori, congratulations. All right. Thank All right, you thanks. so much, guys. We love you. I love, love you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Yeah, so February 24th, we'll have to remember that anniversary day. Wow. And, uh, Between that and Angorski, we have a lot of things to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to remember yeah. it all. Uh, let me go to Cindy. Hey, Cindy, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Cindy, what's up? My parents knew each other for 10 days, um, met in a diner, ran away and got married to Elton, Maryland, and have been married for 58 years. Okay, wow. so Elton is the place, right? Uh, that's Casey, the, I noticed the same thing. Yeah. So Elton is a, is a, is a go-to destination for these kind of... Um, well, it's right across the border, right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's in Mexico. Yeah. No, it's in Maryland, oh. and it's, uh, it's right across the border. I've been to Elton a few times, and uh, why, why Maryland? Why did you have to go there? I think it, I don't know. It was the only legal place to do it without a license back then. I think. Uh, that has to be it. Because, uh, yes, because the other it's called the Little Chapel of Love, and I still have the postcard from the place. I want to. I want to get a chapel called the Why Not Chapel. Yes, yeah. that seems yeah. to be a, what. What the F? Why, why not? Yeah, what the <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. Uh, Ten days, and then they've been together for over fifty years. That's, that's great. That's right. great. Thanks, Cindy. By the way. Cindy! Uh, uh, Connor just pulled up a, uh, uh, a listing for a small wedding chapel in, in Elkton, American, uh, Elton, uh, Elkton, Maryland. Permanently closed. The, the historic little wedding chapel. Oh, it's closed. Damn right. it. Oh, man. So uh, but northern yeah, states began to pass more restrictive uh, marriage laws in the early 20th century, but Elkton, Maryland did not. And as a result, a number of Maryland towns near the borders with other states became known as places to get married quickly and without restrictions it became known as the marriage capital of the east coast so nick can you do a little searching on where is there a place in pa and in this general area that offers you walk-in wedding oh uh, quick now yeah um uh, my guess is no yeah probably not but uh yeah. because i guess they've uh, re- if they relax the laws in certain states then you don't need to go to places you, like Maryland. you can get anymore. a fishing license quickly steve huh? you did yours you said it was a justice of peace type of thing to your first uh yes ceremony yeah, yeah. Went, to, then, went to the courthouse and then you did more official yeah. what's that like so you, you walk in uh i remember <laughs> uh you know we had a couple people uh with us a couple family members who actually dressed casually went in yeah had the paperwork you fill it out uh you you pay the fee the judge literally runs through the the quick ceremony, 
one thing the judge was very, he says, this is, you know, this isn't a, a gimmick. This is, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you're really yeah, getting married. He gave us the big talk. And, and uh, my brother-in-law, who's a wonderful guy, uh, Anthony, he was like, he was smiling or laughing. He goes, this is, don't take this seriously. And uh, so that was the the the, uh, the tone of that one. But we got that done half hour. Okay. Yeah. And by casually, my uh, jeans and t-shirts? Jeans and t-shirts. No kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I've, I've never seen where they do that. They do it in the courtroom? It's done in the court. It done in the, there's a specific court. I got the impression they were using for a lot of this stuff, and that's the one we went into. It was a smaller courtroom. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, we did that, and then a week later, we were flying to Puerto Rico, and then you we wore the our ceremony. tuxedos and stuff like that. Right, okay. Uh, let me go next to Leslie. This is interesting. Hi, Leslie. Good morning. Hey. Mine's kind of a long but short, like, kind of thing. Um, Gazzy, by the way. Um, okay. What happened was me and my now husband, we went We were went to this high school together. We were friends. We went to prom together because neither one of us had um, dates. We went off, married other people. We separated from, like, the other people. We met up again, like, I want to say five, ten years later. Um, and... Three days after I got my divorce, we got married. Oh, wow. Three days. Okay, question. While you were going through your divorce, were you dating this other guy? Um, Yeah, well, like for two years. Like we were, right. me and my husband were separated for like a long time. And yeah, Leslie, yeah. Leslie, had you discussed marrying this guy? Was it so, Was it completely out of the blue or did you sort of plan on getting married anyway? Well, yes and no. We did plan on getting married before. Um, but we were waiting till leap year, which would have been the following year. I had decided that, um, we should just get married on April Fool's Day instead. And like, like five days before. All right. <laughs> and so you, but that's a quick turnaround. You didn't want to take a breather after getting divorced? I had three days. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Gotcha. <laughs> well, she was really, yeah, she was she, separated it was for a long, she yeah, was divorced. Thanks, Leslie. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and uh, that's kind of a story I like too, because I know somebody who, um, uh, was married, and that marriage ended, and then ended up re-hooking up with his high school flame. Yeah. And they have now have a relationship together. That's kind of a cool thing. That's that's like a Facebook. Right, uh, which uh, happens you know. a lot. Yeah, so yeah. so you, you go out, you, 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 you go your separate ways, you live your lives, you, you, you enter into a, a marriage or a relationship, and it, and it, and it wraps, and then you kind of circle back and see if that's still there, and sometimes it is, and it can happen. Does she still smell like burnt rubber? Oh, my God. <laughs> maybe not, and maybe, maybe it'll not. work. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's another thing. She smells like barbecue sauce. Oh. Here's, here's, here's another scenario <laughs> of uh, people, you know, making a, a stupid decision. or, right. or, or So have you ever heard of uh, people who are... Um, who make like a pact? Like if okay, yeah. we're, yes. we're not yeah. in a yes. relationship now. But if I'm single and you're single, if we hit this in age, twenty years, yeah, I'll marry you. Yes, Does, do people actually do, do that? that? I mean, yeah, yeah you know happen? what I mean. Does anybody ever follow through on that? Which is dumb, by the way, because <laughs> you don't know how you're going to feel in t- ten years or whatever. I made be. that joking. Pact. I did. I made. I kind of yeah. made that with with burnt rubber, which was stupid really okay. Was a, Bitch from hell. Uh-huh. Fortunately, you found someone. <laughs> Thank God, I found the one. Yeah, the greatest yeah. woman in the world. Did you uh, make that as you were breaking up, or when did that pact happen? No, it, it was. I don't remember. I was drunk. <laughs> you know what? If in twenty years we're not married, you bring your bird uh, rubber gooch over it with oh, God. Just as a piece. Was no. it a blood pact or? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah we, we swords. We, 
I cut my hand yeah. and shook on it. No, no, but uh, anyway, it was weird. Uh, but but people do that. But I wonder if anybody ever actually follows, follows through, that. through. Do we have to wrap up? We now? do. We're going to go live uh-huh. on Fox Good Day. All right, we got to stay on time. We're juggling now. things. Yeah. But listen, thank you for uh, checking in with those uh, stories. Very very interesting. Very good. But Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker, they they did the Vegas wedding chapel. Yeah. Elvis officiated. There were cameras there, I assume. One has to assume it's going to be a part of their show. They yes. went to the Grammy Awards at night. Hey, let's get married. They're very private people. Whatever. So, uh, anyhow, thank you for sharing. We appreciate that. By the way, in our next segment, we have several things that are going to happen. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day, okay? Uh, we're also going to have an announcement about an event coming up I think you'll be very interested in. We're going to do the Bizarre File, and we might actually extend that break a little bit and talk about some other things because... Mark Wahlberg is coming by at about 8.35, and we want to time it out where our commercials break, where we welcome him into the studio and say hello to him before we start the interview. So we might have an extended, uh, out-of-the-ordinary break coming up next, which we normally don't do. So brace yourself. Yeah, yeah, get ready for nonstop, hardcore entertainment (laughs) when we return. But we'll come back in a second. But Mark Wahlberg, yeah, here in our studio in less than an hour. We'll be back in a second. Make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's uh, looking like we're not doing Fox Good Day. Yeah, we're, first, we're having some technical difficulties. We're not able to connect with them right now. We were afraid we were going to be too entertaining. I think that yeah. might have been it. And it sets a bar that's impossibly high to follow. All right, it's all good. Um, all right, well, we have a few things to do. Obviously, we're going to do the Bizarre File in a moment. But Casey, you pointed to this. Do you yeah. want to do this now yeah, or after? Yeah, well, let's do this now because we also have the, uh, the cash... Uh, thing that's going to happen at 8 o'clock. You're right. So we yeah. have concert cash at 8, so we need to try and stay on time for all this stuff. Special right. announcement now? Special announcement Yay! now. Yay! All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, we are excited for the return of this event. Monday, May 2nd is when it will be taking place, and unlike any year before, two locations for you to participate. Kathy's Cut. Yes! Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids, will take place Monday, May 2nd. And like I said, there's two locations. Uh, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting, which we're very familiar with. And David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown, PA. Excellent. So here's the deal. And Kathy wants me to drive this point home. You need at least 12 inches of hair. Right. Measured from the base of the ponytail. Uh, some gray is permitted, and the hair cannot be chemically processed. So it's May 2nd. we got a little bit of time here uh, to make sure, that, you know, so grow five or six inches of hair. It's between quite now possible and then. if you have some sort of radiation exposure. But in, in the past, there have been uh, 10, uh, some, some places will uh, require 10 inches of hair. 
For wigs for kids, it is 12 inches of hair. And okay. that's that's the minimum. So they actually yes. would like you to have 14 inches of hair. Wow. They they will take 12 inches, um, and they can use that. But anything under that, they're not going to be able to use. So um, each we're year... Looking for real, we're looking for long hair. Yeah, so yeah. each year we get people who come out who think that their hair is long enough, and it really just is not. And because we have... Um, it's, it's a little bit smaller than what we normally do. Um, so you have to have at least 12 inches, if not more. Um, so if you show up... And, and you have under that, um, they're not going to be able to do it. Oh, and by the way, this isn't some running running gun hair donation thing. You get a style out of this yes. as well. So you get not only a new cut, you get a new style by the talented men and women at both of these salons, Gravity and also David Arnold. Um, and each donor gets a, a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. So this Excellent. is, you know, this yeah. is more than just a donation. It's it's top top flight stuff here. And now. I can't tell you the the amount of emails that I've been getting for the past two years because we didn't do it for the yeah. last two years. People are like, I mean, I get emails every single day. People are excited for this, and a lot of people who haven't cut their hair since the last one because mm. they're waiting for the event. So keep in mind, it happens during our show. The appointments are from six a.m. to ten a.m. It doesn't go after that. So right. keep in mind. And if you want to sign up, you can do it now, com. It is active, and you can get up, uh, signed up, but it's, is it a first-come, first-serve Yeah, first-come, first-serve, and okay. like I said, there's limited space, so once they're filled, that's pretty much it. Um, I will be at the Gravity Hair Salon uh, location in Plymouth Meeting, so I'll be there all morning. Um, we, you're, we're we using Jenkintown as, you know, a, a oh. second location. It is not, um, you know, there it's a completely different area, so it's it's not close to Plymouth Meeting. We wanted two separate spots, but I'm not going to be in Jenkintown. Right. I'll be, be very clear on that because Bill Weston is quite concerned yeah, he has yeah. a problem that with people this. will go to the other location <laughs> and think that they're going to see Kathy Romano and they're going to be hurt and upset and hate WMMR forever. <laughs> right. Because Kathy's not there. So you will be at Gravity. I'll be at Gravity. But <clears throat> like, I, like I said, David Arnold Hair Salon is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. You can still go there if that's you, closer you, you to You want to contribute. You want to be a part of it. That's the most important thing. So if Jenkintown is closer, yeah. you go do that. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Nick, yeah. I know that you um, were hoping to donate your hair. It's not long enough. So does that mean you're going to be growing it out for well, the we don't know. We, we don't know. We, we haven't measured it. We're waiting till like the last minute to measure Nick's hair to see if it'll be long enough. But there's a possibility I'll be at one location and Kathy will be at the other, uh, thus appeasing Bill. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking to get a haircut okay. at some point anyway, so we might as well do it for charity. Uh, hopefully, Casey will be able to do it for this charity, but we'll see. All right. So again, you can get signed up for that right now. And the appointments are 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., but two locations. So we have more uh, space available for people to participate. And it's Love great. It. It's excellent. It's back. So, uh, go to PrestonAndSteve.com to get signed up. Now, that exciting announcement, we also have this. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. It's 8 o'clock, so let's roll this thing out. Your chance to win some cash and tickets. And the word you need is money. M-O-N-E-Y. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it, by the way. You can text it. It's real easy to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for $10,000, and why wouldn't you? It's our grand prize. Enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it's all brought to you by AAA Distributor. So, again, the word that you need to send to us right now, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to do it, is money. M-O-N-E-Y. And a good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> WMMR. 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, your kids, and your pets. And you can schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. All right. We'll start with the money shot. Quite literally. A Southwest Airlines flight from Seattle to Phoenix turned into a touchy situation after one of the passengers reportedly pulled down his pants and began spanking it at least four times in front of a female passenger during a three-hour flight. You can't do that. Four times. Antonio Sherrod McGarity was arrested in Phoenix. Guess what I'm going to do again. When the the flight landed at Sky Harbor (laughs) International Airport. Uh, McGarty admitted the public self-pleasure and said that he didn't do anything wrong. I'm going for the hat trick. And he added that he thought the whole incident was, quote, kind of kinky, according to the official documents. That's the perfect person to sit next to on a flight. Shortly after the plane took off, McGarty allegedly exposed his penis by pulling down his pants and shorts and began to pleasure himself, the document said. The woman seated next to McGarity reacted... By taking pictures of him engaging in the act. Oh, yeah. After he fell asleep, the female passenger told a crew member about her experience and was allowed to move to another seat. Uh, The woman later told Phoenix police officers that she saw the man pleasure himself four times using both hands. She also suspected that he reached completion at least once since she saw him... Oh, no. Oh, no. Tell us. I didn't realize this part was in the story. Uh, Licking his fingers. Oh, Oh my God. And there was something on his fingers. That's just, Uh, that really makes for an unpleasant flight. uh, McGarity allegedly admitted it uh, to FBI agents and said that he asked, he said he asked the woman who reported it if she minded him doing it. He said the woman simply put her hands in the air and said, it doesn't really matter. Why do I not believe that? McGarity uh. faces charges for lewd, indecent, or obscene acts on an aircraft. In addition, Southwest has said it has placed him on their no-fly list, which means he's banned from traveling on the airline for flight. Someone for next needs to invest in a Kindle. <laughs> wow. All right, here's a story out of England. Lamb chops were stuffed into a car's exhaust pipe during an attack on homes that used raw meat as projectiles. What? Another vehicle was left with a chicken drumstick hanging from a wheel rim. Police say eggs were also thrown when the two properties uh, were targeted with meaty cuts in Her- Herefordshire that left one car looking more like a butcher's grinder. And what's the purpose of uh, jamming this meat into the car? We don't know. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, it, it was a, a vandalism of sorts. Yeah. but they decided to use uh, chicken drumsticks and also eggs. Uh, raw meat and lamb chops. Chicken yeah. in my tailpipe. Uh, it happened on uh, Saturday in Creighton Hill near Hereford. So they're trying to get to the bottom of all this. All this meat nonsense. All right, this is a pretty uh, funny story, but sad. has a sad twist to it. A female red fox suspected of biting people near the U.S. Capitol building was captured by animal control officers yesterday. Shut up, dummy. And <laughs> Red Fox. <laughs> and uh, she may have to be killed for rabies oh. testing. 
under Washington, D.C. law. Wow. But listen, the, the thing was biting people. So yeah. Capitol Police announced to uh, the, the Fox's capture on Twitter alongside several photos of the animal. The announcement came hours after the department tweeted that it had received several reports of aggressive fox encounters on or near the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. One of the people bitten was Representative Ami Barra, who said that the attack was unprovoked and the fox had lunged at the back of his leg. Uh, if the captured fox is the right one, it's not exactly clear what will happen. The U.S. Capitol Police said in its tweet that the animal control officers are working to trap and relo- relocate any foxes that they find. The fox's fate is a question for animal control. And the law states that wildlife that has bitten a person or animal or caused a potential rabies exposure to a person or animal must be euthanized immediately for rabies testing because rabies testing involves brain tissue. It can't be performed on a living animal. I wonder if they'll ever perfect a method of doing that that doesn't involve killing the suspected uh I'm wondering if they victim. can, and maybe they don't just because it's fun? too well. No, just because it's probably more hassle than it's right. worth. I, I don't really know, but it seems rather but I dramatic. Don't, I don't know, but then again, I may be way off. Maybe they need a sizable portion of right. the brain to test. I'm not really sure. Uh, the captured fox was female, and animal control officers are working to find out if she had any kits in the area. They're so cute. They are yeah, adorable, are. aren't they? Even rabid ones. I yeah, know. Yeah, we, we <laughs> see plenty of them in our area, and they're beautiful, especially if you see one with a big, bushy gorgeous. tail. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's so gorgeous. And you can get the rabid ones at a discount. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. really. <laughs> a Connecticut woman wanted for dozens of car break-ins has been accused of crashing into eight police cruisers Jeez. and injuring seven of the officers, none of them seriously, during a wild chase on Sunday that ended with her smashing her Hummer oh, yeah. into a pole and being taken into custody. Right, this footage is insane. This woman just will not stop. Hannah Casperson was suspected of helping her boyfriend, Thomas Crawford, vandalize and ransack 41 parked vehicles last week. Were they stuffing meat in the tub? <laughs> Casperson was out on probation during the incidents. Crawford was spotted at a grocery store shopping for meat on Thursday oh. night. And placed under arrest, but his girlfriend managed to get away. Maybe they went to England. I don't know. Police said uh, city officers tracked down Casperson on Sunday after receiving information about her location and approached the white 2006 Hummer H2. Uh, she was in shortly after 8.30 a.m. when cops with guns drawn tried to talk to Drop her. the meat. Uh, the woman struck a cruiser and clipped a utility pole before driving off. Police then attempted to corner her again, but she was she hit a cruiser before entering onto Interstate 84. She reportedly struck six more police cruisers before losing control and wrapping the Hummer ultimately around a utility pole about 25 miles away. You know, you don't see Hummers a lot anymore. No, no. You see them all the time. She was uh, taken to the hospital and was listed in stable condition with non-life-threatening injuries. Six officers were taken to the hospital, later discharged. And police said Casperson was expected to face charges related to Sunday's chase after being discharged from the hospital. There were multiple warrants pending for her arrest on other charges as well. So she's just a lovely gal. All right, and then one last story. I found this interesting. Now, this takes place in Cape Cod, but might be a warning for those who have shore properties here. There are some on Cape Cod who say there's nothing better than an outdoor shower on a nice day. Right. But authorities in one town are warning that one aspect of the outdoor shower setup can prove dangerous, especially in early spring. The Harwich Fire Department said in a recent Facebook post that they've responded to multiple fires that have started in outdoor shower areas over years. And the cause? 
is often a shower mirror that reflects the sun into the oh, side wow. of the house. Oh, my God. Oh. So if you have a mirror in that shower at some points in the day, especially in the spring because of the angle of the sun... It can it can heat up the uh, the material on the side of your house and get, light it on fire. But I like to look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> they send the tweet: If you have a mirror in your outdoor shower, make sure that it isn't hanging in a way that allows the sun to reflect off of the mirror into the wood or of the enclosure of your house. That's that's wild. <laughs> if you can tip it or cover it, that is highly recommended. So I hadn't even thought of that. Uh, but that is something to consider if you like taking that outdoor shower down the shore. Do you have an outdoor shower? I do not. No, uh. we have a shed where a shower would be, and we need oh, it. Oh, you have to get. Mm, you that's have like to. the best part of the shore. Yep. You have to get one. Yeah. Let have, me come over. I'll see if I can find a spot. Well, we got for something else. Do you have a front lawn bidet? I know that they're catching on out there. <laughs> Listen, can you imagine? I, <laughs> what? Trust us. Uh, yeah, I'm good. But yes, outdoor shower. I, I love, yeah. love, love that idea. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. Um, we we're, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little extended break here. We got Mark Wahlberg who is uh, scheduled to be here around eight thirty, eight thirty five or so. So rather than take a commercial break, play a song, come back, and then talk for a little bit, and then have Mark come in, we're gonna talk for a little bit now, and then a commercial break. Hopefully, we'll have him get him in place, and then we'll come right out with Mark Wahlberg. We will restructure for Mark Wahlberg. We'll do just about anything yeah. for Mark Wahlberg. But I wanted to read this email. Kath, I've been sitting on this for a little bit. Okay. And I meant to mention this uh, last week, but um, this is from Tim Krause. He said, loyal listener here since Y100 days. Listen daily and often repeat the show on podcast to catch anything that I missed uh, dealing with work and uh, the kids in the morning. So after years of listening, I've recently noticed on more than one occasion a situational part of your show that makes me smile. I say this in the most complimentary of ways, but I've come to realize I love Kathy's laugh. Ah. When, for one reason or another, she genuinely laughs hard at something, I find it infectious and intoxicating. Mm. It's a stranger compliment to give slash receive, especially considering I sound like Heath Ledger's Joker when I laugh. Uh, there's, Do you have an outdoor shower? There's so much I could say about my love for your show, but I just wanted to pass along some props to Kathy this time around. Ray John and keep making my morning so much brighter. That is from Tim. Oh, so. that's nice for my hyena laugh. <laughs> no, you have a very good laugh. You I, hate I, your laugh, though, right? Because uh, when Steve sometimes cuts the promo and you hear yourself over yeah, and over. When you when I hear the promo, I'm like, that's what I sound like? God, that doesn't sound like that in my own head. My, uh, we've talked about this. I, I, my laugh has evolved over the years. Yeah, and, yeah. and now I, I, I kind of do like a, I'll do like a, like a snaggletooth kind of... Uh, like, where, where did that come it from? It definitely has changed. Like, I think everybody's has, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like I've noticed that mine changed over the years, too, and oh. only really because I listen to you right, uh, right, edit right. the promo so right, I can yeah. hear it. I got to change that. Um, you guys can find a uh, a laugh attractive, right? Oh, oh my God. Somebody? Okay. I love making people laugh. I, I love, you know, uh, uh, I love a, a woman laughing. Yeah. I, I love hearing kids laugh. Uh, it's it, it, whatever gets them laughing. I'm a big fan. Well, this is interesting. We're talking about now because I was at my Acme last night, and uh, and there was a young lady. Her name is Amanda, and I'm going to give her a shout out because she just started working at my Acme, and uh, and so when she started, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when we we first had our first encounter, where you know you say hello to your cashier, yeah. I was like, uh, hang on a second, like 
I'm like, are you new? Like, are you, because I've, I've never seen you here before. And she did this giggle. And in my mind, I was like, that is a great laugh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't say that because I just thought that would sound a little bit creepy. But I, uh, but I was like, hey, well, welcome to my Acme. And, you know, it's. And it's, I love your laugh. And I did not say Security that. Security on aisle seven, please. <laughs> I just got a level four stalker. <laughs> That's what I was trying to avoid, yeah. you know. But I, I will say this publicly: that uh, Amanda at the Lawrence Park Acton has a great laugh. Very nice. I my laugh has evolved in that I have lost part of my falsetto voice over the years, and so therefore I used to have a more um, uh, audible laugh. And sometimes Steve will be cracking me up, and you guys yeah. on the listening end can't hear it because I'm, I'm literally. <laughs> Right. You can't you can't hit that part. You know, I leave I leave that in in the promo though. I, yeah. I'll, I'll leave the pause in because I think people have gotten used to knowing that if you've yeah. gone off the laughing rails, and I'm laughing. that you're laughing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, if if we went back in years, uh, several years ago, you would hear my my laugh be completely different. But um, yeah, there are definitely Casey. There are some laughs that I that I do find intoxicating <laughs> and adorable. And uh, that was Casey's makeup. Casey, laugh. do you have the uh, the Catherine O'Hara? <laughs> Do you have a compilation of your laugh? I have them. Oh. I have Casey Fake. <laughs> and then I have Casey Faker. <laughs> There's a laugh from uh, Catherine O'Hara in uh, an episode of uh, S's Creek from the uh, maybe the first season. Yeah. It might even be the first episode. And there are certain laughs that make me laugh really hard. And, and Casey, if you can find it, this is one of them. Uh, Catherine. Hang Wait, on. do you spell her name with a K? C. C. While you're looking for that, here are a, uh, a couple of texts. Says I agree. When Kathy laughs hard, and there's sort of a deep sigh at the end, uh, just such a nice laugh. Another one says, uh, reiterate as straight female lawyer listener who is happily married with children. I find Kathy's laugh infectious. Ooh, uh, oh, erotic. Nice. Totally agree with Kathy's laugh. Combine that with a picture in my mind of her taking an outdoor shower at the shore. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm driving off the road right now. Uh, Why don't you come so, over later and we'll take a shower outside and oh, watch on. the best of Henny Youngman. I wonder, can we do, we can't do like a five-way poll to see whose laugh, whose uh, uh, listener's favorite laugh is. Or you can do is the is the most, so you can leave me well, out. Well, I was going to say, since we know my laugh's the best, we could just do you guys. Yeah, we could, yeah, since we already know you're the correct right, uh-huh. maybe between. Uh, and besides, me. you're a Canadian citizen, you're not an eligible uh, for the fellas. We do have the Catherine O'Hara laugh, All right, by the way. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that little squeal at the right. end there, but like Tom Hanks, the laugh in the, uh, the Money Pit. Money Pit yeah. is yeah. one of the classics. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, real quick, another email it says uh, Gadzooks. Good morning. My name is Haley. I wanted to send a shout out to my boyfriend Matt, whose birthday is on April sixth. He is turning the big 22. 22. That's not the big. The shirt shirt I'm wearing today is 23 years old. It says big 22. Big is in parentheses. Uh, He works uh, so hard fixing and doing the upkeep on school buses so kids can get to school safe and sound every day to make a happy and healthy life for the both of us. Uh, To my high school sweetheart, happy birthday. Thank you, Preston and Steve and all the crew, you guys. There you go. That's laugh farting. Laugh farting. Oh my god, I've done that. Oh my god, that is so bad. I've seen people just get. Uh, I, I, there was a, a neighbor of ours, and we were all hanging out and started laughing, and they uh-huh. had a very audible gas expulsion took place. <laughs> um, but my actually, my mom has a very very infectious laugh. Getting back to the laugh thing, because she uh, will cry when she really gets into it. She will start crying, and then once she starts laughing, she can't stop. We actually had this. <laughs> 
yesterday because she misspoke. Uh, my Aunt Sue just got a... a a, a new dog, and I said, well, what kind of dog was it? And she said, it's a, a shit stew. And... <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> I love it. And uh, she knew that she had misspoke, and then we just laughed for like the next 10 minutes. That's so good. Yeah. So... I wish that was the name Your of the mom's dog. adorable. <laughs> I'm not even, I, I wonder if somebody... Okay, well, it's, anyway. it's the last thing you order off the menu. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my favorite laugh of all time, I think, is uh, actor Dom DeLuise. Oh, his, oh my yeah. god, his wheeze laugh would yeah. get me every single time. People may not remember him, but he yeah. he was just the best and had that that sort of uh, infectious deal. I love again watching the bloopers uh, for "It's Always Sunny" because uh, Charlie Day has what I find to be a very infectious laugh. And uh, everyone has their own special thing, but when Charlie loses it, it's very funny. Uh, real quick, to completely switch gears, if you don't mind. Genocide. Uh, uh, no, a butt plug. <laughs> oh, uh, so this oh, was, uh, it says, I wanted to send a GoFundMe link, and I, I made sure that Nick had this uh, for our website. My name is Willie Nelson. Yes, that is my oh, real name. an awesome name. Uh, my brothers and I grew up listening to you on Y100, uh, driving to high school. We've met you several times, listen daily. Uh, let me say first, my brother and his family have no idea that I'm putting this together. Uh, they've not asked me to do this. However, I would love to give them a surprise gift of love at the end of Caitlin's first round of treatments. And he goes on to explain this. I'm raising donations for my brother and his family. My sister-in-law, Caitlin, recently had a cancerous tumor mm. discovered near her brain stem. They have a six children, by the way, oh, oh, ranging from one and a half to 12 and a half years old. They even have named their fifth child Preston. Mm. And my brother's name is Steve. So, yes, uh-huh. Willie Nelson's family named some of the family members after your show. Um, they live in Cecil County, Maryland, and the idea is to help them pay for gas and transportation to and from Baltimore daily for her doctor's appointments, as well as paying for their bills for a bit so that they have less to worry about. So, it's a serious situation. They need some help, and he writes Rage On, and he spells it R A Y J A W N from Willie Nelson. So, we have posted that. Uh, if you can help out, you can spare a couple of bucks. Uh, that'd be great. If we get enough people that do it, then uh, it'll help them out tremendously. Some good uh, good stuff coming up on the community page. There's some uh, station events. Uh, you know, Casey has his bike ride. Marcus has his. Uh, I have uh, Man of the Year. Preston, you have something with... Um, uh, um, Laurel House, Laurel House or, coming up yeah. too. Yeah, and, and so like, there's a whole bunch of Steve just finished up with the, the, CFA. the furball. Yeah, so right. like, there's a lot of cool things that are happening, and uh, most of those, if not all of them, are posted either on the events page or the community page on uh, PrestonSteve.com and MMR.com. Very good. All right, uh, so we we still have a few minutes that we're going to go before we take a break. Uh, and I, I I mentioned this yesterday and get, didn't get to the details onto it, so I wanted to share this with you because I'd never heard of this before. Sounds like something that might be out of a uh, of a Dan Brown book or something like that, but it isn't. The entire internet is controlled by seven actual physical keys. Wait, yeah, Rodney, Rodney has like, them. What? No, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. On that giant key ring yeah, of yeah. his? <laughs> no, and there is a highly secure ritual known as a key ceremony. Not to be, not to be confused with a key party. This is a key ceremony, but it's pretty weird. And I, and I didn't understand how something like this could exist until I read a little bit about this uh, this article. This was uh, Business Insider, I think, did this. Um, 
uh, story. So the people conducting the ceremony are part of an organization called the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or ICANN, I-C-A-N-N. Okay, I'm vaguely familiar with this. So ICANN is responsible for assigning numerical Internet addresses to websites and computers and translating them into the normal web addresses that people type into their browsers. So here's an example. If you type 64.27.101.155 into your browser, you'll be taken to Business Insider's webpage. But businessinsider.com is easier for people to remember. Of course, yeah. So they they so there's a translation that happens between the letters, right. the, the names and the actual numbers that identify it as a website. So In every step of the process this is going on. So I can maps the numbers, which is easier for computers to use, right. with words, which is easier for humans to use. If someone were to gain control of ICANN's database, that person would control the internet. For instance, the person could send people to fake bank websites instead of real bank websites. Right. And, and it would start taking all your money. And it would appear to be their website. And it would appear to be legitimate. You could you could set up fake sites and think that you're going to this one and essentially you could pull the wool what over about, everyone's eyes. Would this would you be able to usurp um password protected things? Like if you have a remote start on your on the internet, if you threw it through an app, how deep can this go? Oh, I don't know. So it says you're also, on the other hand, if a calamity happened, the ICANN database uh, could need to be rebuilt. So ICANN came up with a way to do that without entrusting too much control to any one person. So it selected seven people as key holders and gave each one an actual key to the internet. And it's like it's, Willy Wonka. It selected seven more people to be backup key holders. So there's 14 people total in all in the world that have control over the internet. Do the and, identities, do they only know of themselves? They are unaware of the other identities? Good question. Don't know. Uh, the physical, I assume it's the cast of Small Wonder. So the, <laughs> <laughs> so the physical keys unlock safe deposit boxes that are stashed around the world. So none of these wow. are in the same place. Dan Brown is exactly right. I'm yeah. thinking of the Da Vinci yeah. Code. Inside those boxes are smart key cards. Huh. Put the seven smart key cards together, and you have what they call the master key. At what point do you become the Wonder Twins? And the master, when you <laughs> put your fist together and say, with form of a, an, uh, an iceberg. <laughs> Something of ice and water. <laughs> Whatever it works. So anyhow, the master key is really uh, a, a computer code, like this big computer code. It's a password of sorts that can access the ICANN database. So four times a year since 2010, the seven key holders meet for the key ceremony where they generate a new master key or a new password. And they always serve pot stickers. And oh, why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the security is to be admitted to the ceremony, or the security to be admitted to the ceremony is intense, and it involves passing through a series of locked doors using key codes and hand scanners wow. until entering a room so secure that no electronic communications can escape it. Oh the group conducts the ritual, and then each person flies out of the room one by files out of the room one by one, and then they all head to a restaurant and party. When you yep. said fly, I thought, man, these this is yeah, an incredible group actually, of people. Yeah, they can, uh, <laughs> these, are, these are Kryptonians. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this pretty is, wild though. Yeah, I mean, you could have like a Thanos type of person. 
right, that wants to collect all of the Infinity Stones. On the internet level, this yeah. is very Thanosian. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I can uh, coin a, a word there. <laughs> so I'd never heard of that before and was kind of stunned by that, uh, but I guess it makes sense. At some well, point, there's got to be some control over a big part of it. Who controls that code? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Amazing. All right, we need to take a break, so thank you for staying with us on this extended conversation, and we are leading up to one Mr. Mark Wahlberg in yes. the studio when we return, so make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Mammoth and Dirty Honey are carrying the rock flag for the next generation. If you were at their show at the Fillmore a few nights ago, you know exactly what I mean. Relive the gig with our concert gallery posted at WMMR.com and watch an interview hosted by me, Brent Porsche, in Studio Z. It's great to have our guest back in our studio this morning. He's here to talk about a movie that is going to be in theaters on April 13th, it is a story of a gentleman by, the, gentleman by the name of Father Stuart Long, and it's called Father Stu. We're happy to have Mark Wahlberg here with yeah. us. Hey, guys. Hey, Mark. I feel like I just broke the fourth wall. I watched her do the <laughs> traffic. Yeah. Wow. That you was saw it. And I knew she was going to mention the Schuylkill. <laughs> Schuylkill first. Yeah, Schuylkill. Well, you, you're an honorary Philadelphian. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, let's, let's face take it. take a lot of pride in that, too. Yes, yeah. I, I remember when, when the, uh, the Eagles were... Uh, Heading to the Super Bowl, yep. we you you came on with us, man, yeah. and uh, you know we we never forgot that. And of course, you're Vince Papai, so that's uh, I actually uh, it was it was the only time I could stomach the Patriots losing. I know, was to my Eagles, yeah. And we believe you when you said it, so that meant yep. a lot. No, so, that's true. Yeah. It was true. It was an honor to put that uniform on. Uh, so, Mark, the uh, the story of Father Stewart is uh, it's pretty wild, man. It's uh, and I'm I'm curious before we go down. Uh, the the storyline of people may not be familiar with the life of, <clears throat> of Father Stu. How did this story get to you? Oh gosh, it sounds like one of those jokes. I'm at a rest. I'm an Italian restaurant in Beverly Hills with two priests, <laughs> and literally on a Saturday afternoon, one of them starts pitching me a movie, and he told me the story once. I wasn't really paying attention. He started telling me again, and then it just dawned on me. Oh my gosh, this is something that I should do. I'm always looking for the next great challenge, and, right. and more importantly, this is also an opportunity for me to do something that really kind of represents my faith, and mm-hmm. and hopefully will will uh, will will help a lot of people. And people are really touched by the film. There's a lot to be gleaned from this movie. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for this kind of story. This, the fact that it's real only makes it that much more impactful. But um, there's redemption. There's a, a false start to redemption that is uh, that is driven home by a, a more a cataclysmic event that occurs to to uh, with Father Stu. But also uh, all the things like forgive. I think forgiveness and things that we lose sight of. I was talking to Casey prior to having you on today about we've forgotten how to you know take people as a whole. Entity and most importantly, seeing the good in people. Seeing the good in people, yeah, and, that's, yeah, yeah. and that point is driven home in the movie. Is that yeah. we're all imperfections. We're mm-hmm. all and that, that part of it, but retain the ability to say this may not be something I'm thrilled about. This person, but they did this. They, there's there's something in there, yeah. and that point's driven home as well. There's something in Father Stu that makes him able to slalom into the right people's spheres who help him along. Yeah, and he's then in turn touched so many people in such a short amount of time uh, during the priesthood. But it's it's remarkable. I just went to Helena, Montana. We had the premiere there, and to see all the people, to show the film to his family, his friends, parishioners, but also see how many people he touched. Right. It's remarkable. I mean, you really feel his presence there, and uh, now we're getting to share that with the whole world. For those who don't know his story, and I don't want to <clears throat> give away too much of, of yeah. maybe what you want to keep for the uh, people who view the film, what what is his story for those who may not know? Well, he, uh, he was 
a boxer. You know, his parents, uh, he lost a, a younger brother really early on. His parents didn't really have the coping skills to deal with that. He was left to his own devices. He became a fighter. He was angry at the world. He uh, he then tried to go to Hollywood to become an actor, fell in love with a girl, would do anything to be with her. And, uh, of course, she lured him into church. She couldn't be with him if he wasn't baptized and wasn't Catholic. He was like, dump the water on me. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he had this t- terrible accident. Had a visit from Mother Mary, and then he went to the fullest extreme and said, not only am I going to become a Catholic, I'm going to become a priest. And everybody in his life just thought he was absolutely crazy. He challenged everything about the priesthood in the seminary, got diagnosed with a rare disease, uh, incurable disease. And then as his physicality deteriorated, his spirituality soared, and they still campaigned to have him uh, ordained as a priest, and he touched a lot of people. He seemed to be like leap of faith was his thing because uh, yeah, he trying in the beginning, yeah. he moves to... Los Angeles with nothing, no one that, yeah. you know, checks into a hotel, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. Well, he found out otherwise. Yeah. And, but, but, you know, and, and yet this, this other thing happens in his life and yet he takes another leap and he mm-hmm. seems to be one of these that, that, that just trusted his instincts 100% all the way. Yeah. Yeah. It was all about intuition for him. And, you know, it's remarkable because the things that he did in a short amount of time, really, uh, I, I talked to the archbishop who had ordained him, and he was like, I couldn't believe, but he had so much real-life experience, and all of the things that people were going through and struggling with, he had already experienced. So he knew how to kind of help them cope with that, and to see with, with with all the adversity that he faced, he handled it with such grace and dignity. Yeah. And if we're lucky enough to get old, we're all going to face it. Yes. But, you know, it's one of those things where how do you cope with that? You mm-hmm. know, after just losing my mom, I lost my mom during the movie. Heard yeah. And, um, and so it's... Uh, it's remarkable. It gives me a lot of comfort. You there's, know, there's, I'm getting old, losing a lot of people. There's a very powerful scene. I, I won't go into it, but it apparently happened right after um, your mom had passed, and it seemed as if, in a way, you were you were you were channeling that emotion in this scene. It's particularly uh, it's in the church, and you're yeah. you're why I'm doing all these things that you want of me, speaking to uh, God, and how am I here? Yeah. And it seemed like I mean, uh, uh, we've always you know compliment you're, you're you're a great actor, and and in that moment though, so visceral. And you know you you uh, everyone's uh, I uh, tearing up at that because you do have those moments like wait a second I thought I was doing everything right yeah. but that's not what it's about yeah no no when everything's going good life throws your curveball and, yeah and God is definitely at work here it's uh, it's amazing to see how people are being touched by this movie it's coming out now at Easter during the pandemic where everybody's mm-hmm. been struggling right yeah. so people from all walks of life really feel like they identify and relate to Stu in their own personal way yeah and and, and I can as well and uh, so. You know, my father was a deacon. My father passed away eight years ago, and you know, and he wasn't born Catholic, and he didn't uh, convert until he met my mother, and and all that stuff. And uh, and so you, you talk about you know finding the grace of God through pain and suffering. And so they had lost their first uh, born child, and uh, you figure something like that could. And I talked to my dad about it. You know, they, they could have been like you know like peace out, thank you. But every single time I see you, I. I'm reminded of our, our of our son, but like it actually um, it drew them closer to God, which is like this crazy thing that that yeah. happens, and it happened to fathers too. And so you're in Philadelphia, and you're doing a press tour in Philadelphia, and I wasn't sure <laughs> if you were aware of Father Bill Atkinson. Um, this okay, so his story is very very reminiscent of, of what happened with Father Stu. So uh, Father Atkinson wrote this book called Green Bananas, and Father Atkinson was a teacher at Monsignor Bonner High School, and uh, he uh, was a paraplegic. You know, he was in a terrible, like, sledding accident. And so he writes this book called Green Bananas. And essentially, it's like, uh, don't buy green bananas because 
you're not promised tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you may you may not even be here to enjoy that yellow banana. And so this guy, I, I, you know, I'm sure as you, you know, go through the, uh, the city today, um, I'm sure maybe this will come up, um, you know, more than uh, one yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. There's something, and to that point, so I, there were two uncles uh, in, in my life. My, my wife's uh, uncles were both priests, 50 years plus. They've since passed away, to, uh, uh, Father Jim and Father Charlie. And, and, and Father Stu reminded me, there's a similar sort of thing. There's a, there's an, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's if, if grace is brought into your life and, and you're, you're, you know, there's a way they carry themselves. And you say, oh, these... You know, still, oh, they don't—they they don't know what they're talking. About. It's easy a lot of times to dismiss. You can't possibly connect to my, to my situation. But I remember years ago sitting down with uh, with both of them at, at various points. I'm like, man, they they got it. They mm-hmm. got it, and they were able to speak comfort to me yeah. at a time when I really needed it. And and you you project. There's a couple of scenes in the movie, like uh, you know, where where you're you're dispensing the. Um, the solace to people in trouble, and they look at you, and and you're in this vegetative state, Father Stewart, I should say, and and um, and and you always get that. Well, if he can, then maybe I can, and if this helped him, maybe it can help me. It's such a powerful message. Yeah, yeah, and it's important. I mean, people are really struggling right now, but but having that 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 real life experience is invaluable. When you were talking about the, that particular scene, I've always I've never studied acting, but I've, I have a lot of real life experience, right. the good, the bad, and I kind of utilize all of that in portraying these characters that I play and try to do it in the most authentic way. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, going through that particular moment at that particular time, but still, you know, Stu and the way he handled it, it, it helped me, and it will continue to help me. And, I, you know, I just am much more optimistic about the future and accepting things that you can't change. And Yeah, yeah. So, learning that is a yeah. big lesson. Yeah. yeah. Who did you meet from the real story? I know Father Stu has passed, but anybody yeah. from his family? Oh yeah, his dad, uh, his, his siblings, his family, his best friends from the seminary, uh, his childhood friends. He's uh, he's got a you know he's a colorful guy. He's got lots <laughs> of lots sure. of really interesting friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I knew you were coming in, so when watching the film, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to look at the practical uh, parts of, of movie making as well as taking the story in. And one of the things that I love, Mark, is uh, and I'm curious about you as an actor. When you're uh, in, on the set and you're 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 giving your lines and so on, um, <clears throat> it's it's not the same as what we see once it's edited and put together. Uh-huh. The music in this film, the way they really added a body to it, I thought. Yeah. Um, and when you watch a completed film, um, or does that start to impact you more with the, those added pieces of the puzzle? You know what I mean? Than when you were there delivering oh, those lines? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, well, I, I, I'll give you a great example. I was making a movie called The Fighter, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to watch every great boxing movie ever made leading up until the start of the film. I happened to be on a plane flying to Boston. I had Rocky on. Yeah. Watching Rocky, all of a sudden, you know, every time I watch Rocky, you know what it does to you. (laughs) All of a sudden, I turned off the volume and I was, because I was on a call and I'm still watching and the movie just completely didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Without the sound and all of the music and, and the score. And so, yeah, of course. And and Rosie's done a great job. I mean, I knew when I was reading the script because all, all this, um, the scenes described the music that would be playing and the artist that she wanted to use. I was like, oh, this is going to be really expensive. This is Rosalind Ross. Rosalind Ross, yeah. First time director. First time director. Wrote the script. Mm-hmm. Um, and you took a chance. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I think you had, you had a, a good, I was reading an interview with you and you said, 
She wrote the words. She knew what she was seeing. What better person to translate that? Yeah, yeah, I've definitely felt like that. Because we were trying to make this movie for a while. David O. Russell and I were trying to get get somebody to write the script. And I couldn't couldn't crack it, you know. And then when she came and said she wanted to um, try it, I said, go ahead. And I kind of told her the story, connected her to the people. And then all of a sudden, she comes back to me with a movie that I wanted to make. So I said, if she could put it on the page, she could put it on the screen. That's sure. wild. Had yeah. you worked with uh, Jackie Weaver before? No, I hadn't. Because no, she's she plays the mom in Silver Linings Playbook, yeah. which is obviously set here in Philly as well. And I I love her. She's so right. she's so compelling. And um, there's something about her eyes whenever you watch. Like she just emotes so well. <laughs> she's fantastic. And you know, I, I lost my mom during the making of the movie, and to kind of rely on her, she was she was definitely there for me in lots of ways. And if I ever needed to get emotional or anything like that, like there's a scene where I'm coming into the church and they're gonna, I realize that they're actually going to ordain me, and I just look to her, and then of course I just uh-huh. get super emotional, uh-huh. you know. Uh, uh, so your father in this film is um, Mel Gibson, and so I, I noticed that your relationship with him in this movie is very, very similar to Daddy's Home 2, <laughs> <laughs> where he plays your father in that movie yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. yeah, he was going to play my brother, but Mel, Mel obviously was, uh, was, was Bill Long, Stu's dad, his first choice, second choice, and third choice. I've made a lot of movies about real people, and especially sensitive subjects, and I've never had somebody deal with it in, in, in such a nonchalant way, the way that Bill has. I mean, he really gets a kick out of it. He doesn't really... He knows that um, that I'm playing Stu, but he's able to kind of detach himself from right. that. And so, like, when he sees Mel, he just gets... He just starts giggling all the time. <laughs> well, he... You know, and, and he made The Passion of the Christ uh, and, and uh, directed, and uh, I assume you were able to pull on his... Yeah, on his yeah yeah expertise well, because this was a smaller him. film than some of the other films you've made. Yeah, but, yeah, and and of course you know taking on the responsibility of financing the movie myself. You know he financed the passion. He kind of did it all. Um, so you know that was uh, that was something I was able to take a play from his book and kind of figure out the best way to get the movie made without any kind of creative interference. Because once you bring on a financier or a studio right. and everybody's got notes, I mean they're paid to have an opinion, right? And then you kind of get that, you get into the rabbit hole. We didn't want to make a film by committee. We wanted to kind of do our own thing and then find the right partner to distribute it. Sure. You're just tuning in. It's uh, Mark Wahlberg is joining us in the studio. Father Stu is going to be out theaters April 13th. You guys shot this in 30 days? 30 days, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It took six years to get it done and 30 it's days. It's always, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you basically in quicksand for all this time. And yeah. then all of a sudden you have to sprint to the to the finish line. And then it was the same thing with... We had a lot of time to edit the film, but then we had a short amount of time to release the film. Mm. So, uh, well, I'm sorry, guys. N- yeah, I'm not surprised that you were able to get it done so quickly because you work hard. And you know, there was a, a nice uh, documentary that uh, was done about your life, and you just know that like you're just the dude who uh, <laughs> who is just working from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Uh, I also know that you take your um, your health and your physical fitness very very seriously. You don't do it because you have to. You do it because you want to, and you love it. Yeah. So, gaining thirty pounds in six weeks. Was that fun or did that suck? It was the worst experience of my life. I'm still feeling uh, the repercussions of that. It's just because it's just at my age, it's not that healthy to do. It's a freaking nightmare. I tried to do it in the most healthy way possible. So when people think, oh, God, you got to gain 30 pounds. (laughs) Oh, poor you. Like, you know, it's not like all the things you crave are on the menu. None of those things were things that I got to eat. I didn't. The fun stuff. I was eating, you know, a dozen eggs with a dozen pieces of bacon, two, three bowls of white rice, drinking olive oil out of a glass. And then I'd have a steak. And then, you know, right after that meal... 
Two hours later, you get a knock on the door and you got to eat again. And you got to pound another meal. So from 7,000 calories uh, a day for the first two weeks to then 11,000 calories for the last four weeks. It was terrible. And it was all like sodiums, starches. Stuff yeah, to get you bloated. Yeah, no. Not healthy at all. I can't believe you guys do that. Like, you know, because we, we have a friend, Rob McElhenney, did it for a roll, too. It's always sunny. He yeah. did it for a laugh. He did it for a laugh. He said yeah. what Wancho what said. It was it was a nightmare packing yeah. on that weight. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot easier to lose it because then you're just, I mean, you got to be disciplined, right? Yeah. you got to be able to say no, but to <laughs> pack it in when you're already stuffed, that's just the yeah. worst. Do you know uh, the book or the movie called Diary of a City Priest? It's it's based on a guy named Father John Mac, uh, McNamee, and it was uh, set here in Philadelphia as well. It's, it's sort of like what Casey was bringing up. And the, the movie was starring um, David Morse. And uh, d- when watching Father Stu, it just it sort of reminded me of these people that find ways to do good for people who really need it, who mm-hmm. who, who need to find um, some salvation and don't know where else to turn. And and uh, yeah. so if, if you like um, doing this role with Fathers too, I, I highly recommend Diary of the City Priest. Yeah, I definitely checked that out. I'm a big fan of Dave Morris, too. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where Stu, like, he was so effective, especially, like, in his prison ministry. You know, he would, when he would go and talk to the inmates, because he was one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he could just tell them how it was. And, and we all know people who have made bad decisions. And, you know, if they feel like nobody cares... And what are, what are they what are they going to live for? You know, we have to we have to remind people that we're not going to give up on them. Nobody's beyond redemption. You see the good in people, and uh, accepting people for who they are. So it's, it's, so, it's so important. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Christmas yeah. Uh, uh, Christmas Carol is my favorite book of all time because of that. You have yeah. someone who is well, everyone's deemed beyond you know help. He this guy's gone, and and he does have redemption. And sometimes you just need someone to extend a hand and say. Okay, we're going to work on this. Yeah. And that's what this whole movie is about. I love that he has almost a, a false, not, not a completely false start, Father Stu, to his embracing of, of becoming a priest. But it all becomes clear, as I said before, when he has another step in it, this this, yeah. this disease that he gets that really, put, okay, where what does it really come down to? And it seems to me that you in your life have, have gone through, you've hit that point where, uh, where you are all in now did mm-hmm. it did it was was that a a hard process or did you have a kind of a a, a switch flick moment as father Stu had no i mean i've always been you know uh you know ever since a young age when i started refocusing on my faith good things started happening for me i'm right. a guy who's super disciplined and routine and i've got a lot of gratitude i'm like okay if this is working i'm sticking with this i'm not going to veer off of the plan at all and then I realized, of course, you know, all these things are happening for a reason. I'm being put in this position for a reason. The story's coming to me for a reason. And so to be able to then focus on doing the greater good and figuring out what my purpose is and how I utilize all the talents that I have and the position that I'm in to do something great and help people and inspire yeah. people to do more. And that's why I'm hearing now all these great stories. I can imagine if this movie works, I really want to focus on doing a lot more faith-based content, things that will bring people together. Hopefully people will come to me with great stories, young filmmakers will come with their ideas and I'll be able to help them make their movies and uh, and get these kind of projects out there. It and helps also, people. And also doing more things just behind the scenes without going and talking about it, you know, because, you know, the left hand is not supposed to know what the right hand is doing. <laughs> right. We're supposed to be doing things um, out of the goodness of our heart, not for a pat on the back. But it is, it's also, you know, it's important to have the conversation, especially in this day and age when there's so much focus and emphasis on negativity and people being so judgmental without really, you know, and we all have our own stuff. We all have our own issues. And it would be a shame for somebody to go and, and affect somebody else's life knowing they have stuff. I mean, that's yeah, that's a bad situation. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the inclination just to dismiss people 
in, in their entirety is it's got to change. It's yeah. how, I think that's how we all heal when we start to do what you just said. Yeah. Uh, Casey mentioned your work ethic and uh, how busy you are. Do you do you ever take breaks? You ever uh, go on a little downtime? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. a little it's golf, bit it's golf right? But like, yeah. yeah, golf. I mean, I, I I get that even. I get that time every day. You know, I wake up with my prayer routine and reading scripture, and then I kind of work out. And then if I'm lucky, you know, I wake the kids up, I'll go play golf in two hours or less. I have that time to myself, and then I kind of work for the rest of the day. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the summer after I finish a movie in July and go up to, to our lake house in Gaza Ranch and play golf and hang out with the kids. And You're my kind of golfer, by the way. I'm like a, a Sunday morning, crack of dawn, Yeah, a little rip. under two hours, I can play yeah. 18 holes. Yeah, Love you got it. too much stuff to do. I mean, Did you do a lot of praying on the course, I assume, right? Uh, <laughs> please, God, don't <laughs> make this Please, funny. God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because my wife was just uh, giving me an earful. She was like, you know, Brendan, my youngest son now is playing golf, too, which is the greatest thing ever. Totally. It annoys my wife so much because now she can never say no to me <laughs> right. going to play because both of my sons are playing. <laughs> so, time. So he's, uh, he's like, Mom. Dad even rushes on the golf course. <laughs> She's like, you know, you know how bad that is? You're rushing on the golf course? I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, do you know why I rush on the golf course? She's like, no, why? I said, because you call me every 10 minutes going, where are you? Why are you taking so long? Get home. So I purposely stopped playing in the middle of the day with my friends right. and playing the four-hour golf round. Right. And I started playing first thing, crack of dawn, yep. like a crazy person for you. <laughs> it's only for you. Mark, there are certain scenes in certain movies that will just uh, always bring a smile to my face and um there's a scene in ted 2 where you guys are doing uh the lawn uh lawn order theme and they uh, they started bum, um bum. yes <laughs> and hey so, you lawyer guy. <laughs> bum, bum. they were advertising lawn order the return during the super bowl this year pretty heavily and i could not not hear your voice and Seth MacFarlane's voice every time the, the spot came on. So I just want to thank you publicly for doing that. Scene. Wow, thank you, thank you. Well, uh, I got to put in for the uh, for the stripper name. Uh, uh, run the stripper names. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a uh, perennial. Yeah. My wife and I. That's a perennial. So yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot we could thank you for, but you do have to get going. So we're just going to remind people that Father Stew is in theaters April 13th. It's a great film, and if you get a chance, uh, please go soon. It's great to have you here in person. Thanks for yeah. Likewise, by, it's nice to actually get in. You know, get into yeah. the studio again, yeah. see people one on one. Face to face. I mean, this pandemic has been tough yeah. on everybody. So I hear you, man. Well, yeah. the movie came at the right time. Yeah. 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 Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime. Have Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a break. We'll be back this sec. Stay with us. Thursday from the MM Archives. A recently unearthed tape of a special guest MMR DJ. Our guest is Bruce Springsteen. Who's that? I'm putting it together. Pierre Robert shares highlights of this historic broadcast from April 7th, 1974. Thursday at 1. If you'd like to talk to Bruce Springsteen, 561-5933. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, Mark is a, Mark Wahlberg is a, is a big golfer. I mean, and I had, uh, <clears throat> picked up this uh, magazine last time I was in uh, Florida just a few weeks ago visit my mom and sister and I uh, at the airport I picked up Golf Magazine and a Golf Digest and on the cover of Golf Magazine is uh, Mark Wahlberg with um, uh, Abraham Answer they're partners in a they have a tequila mm. brand together and so in the article uh, they go through uh, uh, some stuff in there uh, the, the interview takes place in Mark's backyard and so they have some pictures of it, and he's got, you know, he's got essentially a small golf course in his backyard, along with a skate park and basketball uh, courts and all that. And I just go, dude, I want your backyard. Yeah. I, I want your backyard. And so we started talking golf, and he knows 
all the golf courses in this area. He's like, oh my god, you got everything. You got Marion, you got Pine Valley, you got Aronimic, uh, Cricket Club, Ace Club. He started rattling off all these clubs, and even the ones that you know aren't nationally known. So he knows it. And when we were done with the interview, he goes, he's I guess his handler or his uh, one of his uh, people that works for him, a guy named Richie. He goes, get Richie in here. Richie, come in here. And he had written down a guy, somebody's name who I guess he got a text message. He goes, he just hands him this note with a guy's name and he goes, get him on at Pebble. <laughs> Meaning Pebble Beach Golf Course. And, oh, that was you. We were, when you put your headphones on. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, I, I thought you knew when telling the story. You don't play golf. Uh, well, if I have a chance to play at Pebble, I'll play. Um, yeah. So. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, here's the thing that happened, Preston. Uh, you were wrapping up the conversation, and I said, hey, I'm going to go visit Pebble Beach soon. Oh, and he yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I thought you are going out there. Yeah. And he said, you want to get on and play. And when Mark Wahlberg asks you if you want to play at Pebble Beach, you say yes. Hell yes. So that's what my response was. Wow. And you have I, enough time to practice. Yeah, I'm sure I'll become a pro in between now and then. <laughs> but... Uh, Look, I mean, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to play, but it's an offer that's probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I, he asked me to write that down. I handed wow. him the note, and then he called in his assistant, and he said, yeah, get him on. And then the assistant comes in, and he says, hey, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this until later today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, okay. right, that's fine. Here's how you play it, Nick. Get a fake cast. All right, for your arm, uh-huh. and you show up, and you say, "I'm not uh-huh. going to play well today, but I want to play." Oh, and this God. way, uh, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. Oh you yeah, remember. yeah. You have to. T- yeah, are you kidding yeah. me? When somebody like that says you want to do it, whether you can or not, you, you do yeah. it. Yeah, it's That's funny. Awesome. So he's being uh, Kathy's swooning, uh, you know, and uh, every the excitement level of because ha- he's who have we had who's been. At that level, since two years ago. Oh, oh since two years ago? No, yeah, nobody. nobody. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. And yeah. we used to have, oh, there's a conga line of people in here, but. Well, and he's so nice like that. Like, even before he was leaving, like, sort of like, you yeah. know, how John Travolta was. Like, he looked at each one of us before he left, made eye contact, said, thanks for having me. You know, like, yeah. it's just, he's just a nice guy. He's, an, as I said, an honorary uh, Philadelphian. Yeah, most definitely. That's cool. I take lots of pictures. I want to see those. You bet. <laughs> definitely. All right, so uh, there's an interesting uh, article that I saw I thought would be worth passing along. Uh, This was, I think I got this on BuzzFeed, and it is a list of things that people were shocked or confused to learn later in life. It's like one of those things I was today years old when I learned this type of thing. You thought you you knew it, but you didn't know it. And I was like, okay, whatever, this is, you know, one of these lists, whatever. And I looked at it, and there's like one of the first ones on here, I was like... I did not know that. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. Yeah, the first one I didn't. <laughs> right. The first one right here? Uh, yeah, it's the only All right, one let's hear it. Let's okay, hear it. This one says, at roughly 37 years old, I learned that pineapples grow from the ground and not from a tree. <laughs> uh, you didn't know that? I knew that. I was 46 and a half years old when I found out that pineapples do not grow <laughs> from a tree. And well, I guess people ground. associate them with a coconut in yeah. tropical right. locations, and you know that you see coconuts up right, in the Do you right, know right. why? Years ago, I must have been, a, I had to be a, been a kid, but I remember seeing... Them, uh, you know, in a field and, and from the ground up. And so I, but I guess that would make sense if you're thinking along the lines of tropical. Mm-hmm. It's got to come from a tree. Yep. Cray cray. All right, here's the one I didn't know. <laughs> Ponies are not baby horses. I knew that too. They are a breed of yeah. horse. I will, I will say that I know that, but I will say that I learned it much later than I would have liked to have. I had always thought that a pony was, was a, a stage yeah. in life. No. Of a horse. I, th- I know that they're born as a foal. Right. And I thought that they were eventually yeah. went through, you know, like yeah. puberty. Uh, puberty and they and were a pony a for a little yeah. while. Yeah, a Shetland pony a is, a, is a baby Shetland horse. 
right? No, now that I knew was a breed. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. that they they never got any bigger than that, but I didn't know things like a polo pony. Right. Is a it's a breed of horse. Yes, yeah, I grew up riding horses, so that stuff they like while you were having to brush the horse and clean them like the instructor was teaching you that. Did you stuff. ever feed those ponies pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh here is another one and uh this person said that the puffer fish don't use air to inflate. They inflate by sucking in water, which turns and puffs up their stomach and makes them look inflated. Yes, where would they get the air from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that one, yeah. I knew. But someone apparently thought that they had puffed up with air what was as one, opposed to water. What was one that I just heard? I'm gonna try, But it was one of those, like, how did you not? That's what these are. How did you not know that? Mm-hmm. This one's great. Uh, This is from a uh, person who has a Cuban heritage. Okay. And they said that, I did not know that Abuela and Abuelo were not my Cuban grandparents' actual names. Oh, my God. That's funny. It means grandma and grandpa in Spanish. Uh, I feel like I learned that in (laughs) Dora the Explorer. Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) Now, this one I did not know. Uh, sodas are called soft drinks, and do you know why? Let's see if anybody I don't else know. I know they're called soft stuff. drinks, but I don't know why. Yeah, because they don't have hard alcohol in them. Oh, because they don't have booze in oh. them. So a soft interesting drink, soft drinks. Right. If you were at a bar and instead instead of ordering a hard, mm-hmm. you know, like a hard sense. cider and stuff like that, it's like uh, your genitals. A soft drink. That's according to this particular one, Nick. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it says that there too. But like, there's there are plenty of uh, drinks that don't have alcohol in them. But you don't consider them soft drinks. Yeah, like soft milk. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or soft juice. Yeah, soft but think juice. about it. If you go to a bar, that's what they're typically serving. They're serving you the Either hard drink. a hard drink or a soft drink. Or like a Coke. Or, or, yes, yeah. so that yeah. would make sense. Yeah, because um, if you look up on like mm-hmm. a uh, fast food menu uh, board, it'll like lemonade and uh, iced Pony. tea and ponies will be under the soft drink category, will they not? Ponies? <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve said ponies. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You're hey, right. wait a second. Isn't that a beer uh, size? A, a, it is. A, a pony? pony? Oh, right, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. The, the little bottles are ponies. Yes. It all ties together. About that. And by the way, anytime and we're you back say at pineapples. lemonade, I think of lemonade. <laughs> that full, cool, refreshing, that full, refreshing, that full, cool, refreshing, cool. All right, here is, all right, this is just somebody who didn't realize this for one reason or another. And feel free, if you've got anything you want to share, get off your chest, 215-263-WMMR. This one says, I didn't know that I really need glasses until I was 21. My friends were hassling about being dyslexic because I kept getting words mixed up. And I couldn't actually see the individual letters of a word. I'd just been reading by looking at the shape of words and guessing based on the context oh, oh and wider God. story. Well, stop and think about it. If you would have nothing to compare it to mm-hmm. if that's what you've always been dealing with. Mm-hmm. They said I was- I, I'd been reading this way for years and survived university before finding out that my prescription was uh, plus 1.50. The optometrist said it was amazing. I hadn't noticed. And when I put the glasses on, everything was in 4K Ultra. Aww. Yeah. I mean, that's not, I wasn't reading uh, by shapes or anything like that, but I mean, no one in my family had eye issues. So um, I went years in school just not being able to see the chalkboard. And I just thought, well, I can't see the chalkboard. And like, I would ask the teachers, can you 
sit me in the front of the room because I can't see when I'm all the way in the back. And then, so then my math grade started dropping. And my mom was like, what is going on? And I'm like, well, I can't see anything because they have me sitting in the back of the room. I asked to sit up front, but they wouldn't let me. And she was like, what do you mean you can't see? I'm like, I, I, don't, I can't see the board all the way back there. And she's like, well, you should be able to right, still. Right. And I'm like, no, I think it's just because I'm far away. Well, sure enough, we went to the eye doctor and like I was I had a really bad prescription and I got my glasses, my dorky glasses, and uh, I was like, oh, this is a whole new story. I can sure, see the numbers it's on liberating. the chalkboard. It's like saying when someone, if you're dyslexic, you don't know. I mean, if that's all you've been, it's that's the way you've been experiencing things, you have nothing to compare well, it to. Well, that was it. I just yeah. thought I'm in the back of the room and not many people can see right. the board if you're in the back of the room. Uh, this conversation, Kathy, is kind of like uh, the person that you knew that thought that um, the baggage flew in a different aircraft. Yeah, she, than the luggage the, plane. The airplane that you're flying. Yeah, I think in. what was it? There was either like a delay or something. She goes, "Well, do, so do you think that the luggage will be delayed in the cargo plane?" And we were like, "What?" what? She was like, "Well, you know the the plane that flies behind." And then, like as she's saying it, she was like. Oh, God. Now that I've said it out now, loud, it sounds incredibly this, stupid. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. They actually put it in the plane. You know, <laughs> uh, down below. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right, this one. Here you go. Uh, this person didn't know that menstrual pads stick to their underwear and not their bodies like a Band-Aid. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She was wearing it the other way? She said, I learned the hard way. My mom didn't give me clear enough instructions when I got my, my first period at age nine. Oh God! That's yeah, that's early. I can really see you getting early. confused. Yeah, oh, I, God, those are <laughs> the worst things ever. You know yeah. what I'm trying to teach my children is that you are allowed to flush the toilet more than once, so you don't have to like just try and do it all in one and, and overflow <laughs> oh. every single toilet in the house. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there, there was. It up. Yeah. <sighs> you made me remember there was a girl I knew, and she she related uh, um, when she was first with the guy. He gave her the uh, the condom to put on, uh, oh, and. She unrolled it completely, like, <laughs> as, as if it was a sock. And then you'd pull it on the way you'd pull on a sock. I don't know if this person's uh, uh, being truthful or not, but it says, I never knew old ladies could drive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one. It says, uh, growing up, I had always heard that sports teams draft people. I'm tall, so as a kid, I was constantly afraid I would get drafted for the state basketball team out of the blue like a military draft. I was like 10 or 12 when I learned this wasn't the case. All right, uh, I'm going to go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler, good morning. Good morning, It. What, good morning, It. What's up, Tyler? Hey, I, uh, I recently learned that pickles were cucumbers. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. At what age did they, did you realize this? I realized I was like 22 or 23. Oh, man. And how did you find out? Uh, I don't remember exactly how I found out, but I was absolutely befuddled. Uh, I love pickles, and I had no idea. You know, you, you, who knows? There's a lot of plants Listen, out there. Yeah. You, uh, and you just hope that no one's around when you find out or, or that you've said it out loud and someone corrects you. You know what I mean? It was probably a situation like that. I was oh. probably totally embarrassed. Too. I, 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 he reminds me Thanks, of the Tyler. Lauren Harris. Oh, oh yeah. God. What was it? There was, she did she thought, they thought that if you cooked Cucumber. A zucchini. cucumber, it became a zucchini. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, she made rice without water. She tried to boil rice. rice. Yeah, without water. She just threw the rice in the, <laughs> That's just a cooking, mm-hmm. you know, dyslexia of types. Yeah. That is, that is way you're, worse. You're Paul Prudhomme compared to... <laughs> but she bought cucumbers, and I didn't know if she, she was going to bake them, and she thought that they would turn into zucchini as you baked them. 
And apparently that's not the case. Speaking of food, here's another one on this list that said they didn't know that baby carrots are just shaved down big carrots. Yeah, I learned that not too long ago. I always they said thought... I was devastated a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it probably I'm a within, baby carrot farmer. <laughs> with the last five years, I learned that. Now, there are smaller ones that have, you can tell that they still have a little bit of the root on the mm-hmm. end there. And I assume that those are... Those have been plucked at an early age. I don't know if that's right or not. I'm a baby carrot plucker. Okay, here's what I <laughs> what don't do you know. Do? Uh, I'm a baby carrot plucker. Those tiny little corns on the cob, uh, are those baby like... corn. I mean, is that as is big that as they'll grow? Or is that like, did they pull those out? I assume that that is a completely different animal. Those are corn preemies <laughs> than actual uh, corn. Okay. Uh, Nick will look that up now. Young corn, cornlets, or baby sweet corn. It's a cereal grain uh, taken from corn, so it's, it's just harvested while the stalks are still small and immature. Oh. Okay. Okay, so it's actually... It's a, the, if, if it's like let, corn fetuses. If let go, would they would they grow into a full-grown corn, do we know? Mm, yes. I would be surprised because... Do they keep them in a box like here, veal? Here's one of the things I didn't know a uh, until not that long ago, but a corn stalk usually just has one ear of corn on it. Yeah. I mean, I go by... That huge thing only has one? Right? <laughs> Rip off! Fields and fields, gigantic fields of corn. Yeah. And I thought <sighs> there were tons of them on per... St- Nick, if you could look up... Could have done that one that. better, God. I got to make sure. No, I think you're right. I'm right on also, that. Also, uh, fun fact, baby corn is consumed worldwide. I tell you what, we're worldly known good produce. Mm-hmm. We eat it pretty regularly. Like My corn? kids love baby corn, baby oh, corn, baby the little corn. ones, yeah. Um, and so we just uh, we either saute them with butter or I'll roast them in the oven, and our kids love you it. You ever boil them or mash them? Not, I have stuck them in a stew. Oh, okay. okay. But outside of that, I've not really done those other things. Uh, hang on a second, I'm going to go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? All right. I was yesterday years old when I found out that if you hold down the O on your keyboard on Facebook, you will bring up the degree symbol. Oh, oh so so like a, like a ninety eight degrees, a small Z. Oh, like when, like when texting somebody or typing on a computer. When you're no 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 like texting on your iPhone, but it's uh-huh. only on Facebook it works. And now I've been like randomly typing through letters and holding down just to see what else pops yeah. up. Yeah, you know what, Mike? I'm not going to call you on that. That's so obscure. I think wow. I, I, no, I, I right. don't even it's know okay. if, if Mark Zuckerberg knows that. And you Thanks, can do Mike. it with uh, with E, like if you want to put an accent aigu on there, you can do it that way as well. How about an umlaut? An umlaut with an E. Yeah. Hey, when you do yep. the res- when you write resume, do you put the um, the perfunctory um, yes. accent symbol? Yeah, yeah. because otherwise it's, uh, it's it says resume. Zoom, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It does uh, delineate that. Although I don't know where a lot of those characters are. No, I've no when, idea. When people uh, create little, Marissa did a little V for Villanova the yeah. other day with um, punctuations and stuff. And I where some of these symbols, and I don't even know what they are used for right. in real legitimate punctuation, other than you know creating little faces and emojis. I don't know where most of those are. Well, push the button. That's the semi pud. Yeah, that's the one semi-pud. you hit. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. When I was growing up, and I don't remember how old I was when I learned, but I thought when you, like, moved that you just traded the houses with whoever you moved from Oh, to. Like you guys swapped. would swap houses. Yeah, you yeah. swapped houses, and I just... There's a new reality show, Swap House. It always blew my mind because I knew, like, where my aunt and uncle lived, but I knew where they used to live, right? Uh, because we had friends that lived in, in their old house, and I was like, like, why would those people... Move from because my aunt's house was like really nice, had a pool and all that stuff. I'm like, why would they move from that house to to, to the smaller house? It mm. ma- made no sense. Financial. <laughs> okay, I gotta hear this. Let me go to Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Good morning. 
Sorry about you, uh, it's all right, buddy. What's up, man? All right. For the longest time, when you hear people, you know, going through hard times, and you sit there and say, you know, we're just trying to make ends meet. Trying to make ends meet. Yeah. <laughs> for the longest time, I was actually thought you bought the ends of meat for like ends meat sandwiches. <laughs> oh my! You were God. trying to make actual meat. So then I heard it one day, and I was like. <laughs> Okay, I get it now. <laughs> I made the mistake of telling someone, and they just, you know, just broke my balls for the longest time. Oh, <laughs> no, that's great. You, you go into the roster of things like that, the commercial with French benefits. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. yeah. Instead French of fringe benefits. benefits. Yeah. We don't get French benefits here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, here's another one that says, uh, for the longest time, that I, I thought that you can, uh, or, yeah, I didn't know that you can flush used toilet paper. Oh, my <gasps> God. Growing up, my parents taught what? us to throw the paper in the trash no, so my... it wouldn't back up the toilet. That's just Ooh. insane. Wow. And it wasn't until I got to college that I realized my parents did that because they had crappy plumbing where they grew up in Central America and that people in the U.S. don't do this, what too. What a hellhole that hole must have been. Wow. What, about, something... what about if they had diarrhea? There oh. is something that I didn't know that we recently talked about, and I maybe it was Nick or Casey who told me, but that um, tissues aren't supposed to be flushed down the toilet. Like, they're supposed to like go... Kleenex. Yeah, yeah, Kleenex. They're supposed to go in the trash. Um, and I also mm. learned, this is just for people who have bad eyesight, back to that, but yeah. um, that you shouldn't throw your contacts in the toilet and flush them yeah. either because they're so thin and small, oh. they can actually get through some of the filters. Your toilet can do a lot. We flush our, our plates after we're done with dinner. <laughs> That's smart. I mean, no, it's but after I read that yeah. at the doctor's office, I started, you know, just putting them in the trash can. Really? A big sign that says, don't flush them down your toilet. Oh. So, uh, I was at the Presbyterian Hospital last week, uh, just getting some tests done, yeah. stuff like that, passed fly yeah. colors but uh the toilets there they actually have this like metal insert that's uh like at the base of the toilet so it's a lightning if, rod no <laughs> if you end up flushing anything but toilet paper it will get stuck in that because they don't want you flushing pads oh or, yes or, i didn't know that was what that anything. device was for yeah. interesting i thought it was a lightning, lightning rod, rod too, yeah steve it's the last you know. place you want to get electrocuted <laughs> i'm gonna go to mike m next hey mike good morning Good morning, folks. How the heck are you? Good, buddy. What's up, man? Well, uh, first off, I wanted to thank you because uh, I just found out that pineapples don't grow on. <laughs> ah, yeah. There you go. We, you've been enlightened. Right. What's but up? The worst part was is that my daughter was married to a Marine, and they were stationed in Hawaii for four years, and I visited them twice. And I saw them growing these uh, you know, pineapples, and I just I was like... Okay, they're growing a tree. Uh, yeah, those are ground pineapples. Yeah. 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 Not like the tree ones, yeah. right? Uh, pineapple tree. And, and the other one that I just found out this, this past week, just like you guys, uh, you know when you tie your shoes in a, you know, in a knot and yeah. you, in order to get it out, you just pull on those end strings? Yes. Well, people would tie a double knot and figure that's going to hold it even better. You can still just pull those ends and and the, the double knot comes out. No. Well, all right, well, hang on. All right, I've always I've always broken down the first knot initially by grabbing yeah. a part of it, and then I untie it. And then you can right. untie it. Yeah. Hold on. Casey's going to try Oh, my God, it's true. Seriously? Yes. What? Wow. <laughs> two years. I the wrong damn Do it again. Do it again. I got to try that, Casey, too. come over here. I want to oh, see I don't it. have any laces. Oh, right, shoes. He doesn't have laces. <laughs> I forgot. I quit tying my shoes a while back. I don't have laces. Right, single knot. Right. Tie your socks. I'm going to go like this. Now I'm going to do a double. I did nice and tight, too, right? Double knot. Double knot. Triple does it too. Well, hey, I, I hang did it two on. Times. Hang on. I did it two times. All right, take your shirt off. No, there you go. All right, He's but right. it still works. What did he do? No, he, he, he pulled he, on the one yeah. string the way you would. I would pull on the. At the same time. 
the loops. He says you pull them at the same time. Pull them at the same time, Case. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, hold on, Mike, what? Not the loops. Be pulling those. those yeah, that's what I did. I pull on the end. No, he's doing good. I'm going to pull at the same time. Yeah. Nah, that doesn't work. Okay. He broke his ankle. All right. All right. Thanks, Mike. You, you broke Casey's, Casey's <laughs> ankle. Thanks for the call, man. Tell me he doesn't need to take his shirt off to do uh, yeah. it. <laughs> wow, I never knew that. He did. He did. No, Casey sure. took his shirt yeah, off. Just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, out, shirt comes off. Uh, yeah, 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 well yeah. done. When you say so, don't so did it work or not? You were on yeah, the. It, it does. It did. Yeah, the problem I did is I, I tied them too tight to begin with, so I had to give it a little. Well, off. wait a second. The whole purpose is to get them tight. There, there, there might be a, uh, I guess, a problem with this methodology because you are double tying them, so you want them tighter. Yeah, well, but I don't keep them loose. But I guess it just makes it harder. No, but even when he tugged it just a little bit to loosen it, it then came undone. All he had to do but was my, pull one side. But I've always had, if okay. I had an issue of tying it regularly and it coming untied, to double knot it. Yep. Well, wait a solved. second. If they make dissolving stitches, why can't they make dissolving shoelaces? <laughs> Ooh. By the time you're ready to take them off, they just fall off. Yeah. All right. Let me go to some other things people just learned way too late in life. I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Chris? How you doing? Uh, quick story. So um, a few friends and I have dinner together nightly. We're all single. We live close to each other. One night it was my turn. I just did some potatoes and grabbed a couple of rotisserie chickens because everybody likes rotisserie chicken. One of my male friends I knew liked dark meat. So I said, hey, so-and-so, you know, you can open the other one. I know you like dark meat, blah, 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 blah. So there's two chickens sitting on the stove, and then there's potatoes and stuff. <laughs> and he stands there looking at the chickens and goes, well, which one's the dark meat? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, y- you're joking, right? He's like, well, no, how am I supposed to know which one the dark meat is? Oh, so he no. thought the, the, that there, there was one yeah. whole dark meat chicken and yeah. then like a whole white yeah. meat chicken? That they breed yeah. them certain ways. Right, right. <laughs> yes. No, they don't grow chickens like that. No. No, we all had a very, very good laugh. But unfortunately, I hate to say this friend was 49 years old. Oh. Well, it happens. It happens. All right. Thanks, Chris. pulling off the chicken tree. I appreciate it. Uh, Kathy, this one says, and you'll have to uh, tell us whether or not this is indeed the case. It says that if you wear a white bra, you can see it through a white shirt. Oh, yeah. But if you wear a nude Nude colored bra. bra, you can't. Yeah, no, you never wear a white bra underneath a white shirt. So, and this person says, I was 40 when a co-worker shared this with me. <laughs> so yeah. it's an optical illusion. You, you wear you wear a like a tan-colored bra under a white shirt, you can't see it. Right. You want you want to wear the color of your skin. That's okay. why you can't see it, because you're matching your skin. To match the shirt... Oh, that gonna, makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll right. see right through it. So if you match your skin. Interesting. Right. All right. So I have yellow... Um, Nipples. <laughs> oh, my God. And you guys always thought they were pink or brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have yellow Adidas pants. I have oh. two, two different ones. And... And if I wear any darker underpants, you see them underneath. But yeah, if you, I had, like, skin color, it would just blend the, right in. It's the same thing with pants. Like, girls mm. that wear, uh, you know, white jeans and, you know, some some of them go commando. But huh. if you wear, yeah, if you wear underwear, there it's always a nude underwear. I should start wearing uh, bras instead of pants. You know what's interesting is my dog, uh, who is, uh, he's uh, black and white, is where his, uh, he has, like, his skin is colored differently. Right, or, uh, some of his darker fur is. What about hmm. the uh, the old butthole there? What's the uh, <laughs> the old butthole there? <laughs> Similar color to Nike. No Similar skin. color, and it smells great. <laughs> All right, I have I have a text and a uh, uh, an item on this list that are kind of uh, joined in a certain way. All so right. this person had said, uh, "I didn't know that narwhals were real. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were cute mythological creatures." 
until I saw a brooch that a friend had and asked if it was part of the company's mythological line. And she asked me if I thought narwhals were myths like unicorns. Yeah. I laughed because, of course, they are. Nope. I was 35 years old. Then another text that Nick just pulled up here, it says... Uh, uh, hi, I was in college before I knew that unicorns weren't even real. <laughs> they weren't ever real. Uh, that they weren't ever real. Oh, like yeah. they, they, ever, oh, they, yeah. they weren't ever real. Yeah. Like I knew they were just walking around amongst us that they, uh, they were. That they weren't walking right. around. Right. Uh, but maybe they existed in like Norway a few hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I had no idea what a narwhal was, and Jace like literally was laughing at me. He's like, "You don't know what that is," and I was like, "No, what are you saying? I don't even know what this was." I'm not, this but you're was, a fan of the movie Elf. Wait, this was this year, yeah. and he was like, "What?" He, I was like, "What are you saying?" Because he was telling me something about it. I'm like, "What is that?" He's like. Are, you don't know what it is. I'm like, no, I don't even know what you're saying. And so my 10-year-old had to explain to me what it was. You an idiot. <laughs> uh, let me go to uh, Christian. Hi, Christian. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to let Casey know that I do have a sister. You do? Oh, okay, that's great. Oh, Thank you so Christian. much. All right, yes. <laughs> sister. Do you have a sister, Christian? I was getting ready for it. What's up, Christian? <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, yeah, so real quick, guys. Uh, I was about, about three weeks ago. I was in Hawaii about three weeks ago, and um, we're looking up at the stars, and somebody goes, oh, look, you can see, you know, Cancer the Crab over there. I was like, no, you can't. It's not July yet. <laughs> I that you couldn't see a constellation outside of the month it was designated for. Oh, that's, that's, that's yes, that's cool. the way it works. Oh, and then you, it leaves on the 31st. Oh, yeah. that's yep, yeah, excellent. That's what I, it was. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for being so right. bold to share that with us. We You're appreciate welcome. it. Um, another one says, I never knew that steak is expensive. My parents kept shielding, uh, kept us shielded from the cost of everything growing up, especially when we went out for dinner. So I would go out to eat with my friends' families and order steak oh and lobster God. because I liked it. I had no idea. I was consistently ordering the most expensive stuff on the menu and was extremely embarrassed when I learned this as a teen. Oh, my God. God. It's almost Here, like you have to go back and apologize to everyone. Here's one, uh, and I'm sure people find out things uh, that they thought they were pronouncing correct, pronouncing correctly uh, have been wrong. So this is a common one, I'll bet, uh, that the saying is for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Not for all intensive purposes. That's I've heard common. that a lot, yeah. 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 The word is intent. Intense. For all intents and purposes. That's like when I, uh, and, and people do it regularly. Uh, the all of uh, all of the sudden. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, should have, not should have. It's not should of. Of. It's I should, should have. have. Right. Yeah. right. Somewhere right. people right. say right. should of. They write it all the time. It's it's an easy and common mistake. But, but it's a contraction it's a too. Contraction, right? Well, though, yeah. Right? But you're, when you when they write it out, they write should. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. 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 Instead yeah, 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 yeah. of instead of writing it, should have. Because when I see uh, all of a sudden written out, I can see people that will actually still say it all of the sudden. The sudden. Yeah. Yeah. I will take out the of altogether. I'll just say all the sudden. I know it's not right, but it's just what I all say. All of a sudden. Yeah. 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 Do you guys know why koalas are not considered bears? No, oh, no, because they don't have the right qualification. <laughs> <laughs> I liked. I liked the laughing before the joke was finished. <laughs> you know it's coming. Yeah, I when he it. laughs before the punchline. Well, he he really he almost gets that bill delivery. He starts projecting. You know why? <laughs> well, I have to because then he gets so excited. Yeah, I, I get excited, then, or then Preston doesn't know that I'm trying to make a joke. He'd be like, "What is that? What is that supposed to mean?" I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> I'm trying to tell you about koala. 
Uh, that is for my son. I'm I told sorry, him I would say that on the air. I'm you sorry, did. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't get it. What does that mean? Yeah. There are some times where I I legitimately don't know, and other times when I'm just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you finally admitted it. I finally admitted it. Uh, here you go. Another one um, says that I just realized I realized late in life that our next door neighbors were lesbians and not just good friends. <laughs> that lived together. They were lovely people, but I didn't put two and two together until I was in college. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. this is my roommate. Right. That's what you used to have to say. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, Constantly. Yeah. You go back years, if you look at old Hollywood, Rock Hudson had a roommate yep. for yep. many years. Cary Grant did as well. Another one didn't realize until way late in life that Washington State and Washington, D.C. <laughs> are two different places. Here's another one that says that uh, I didn't know that rotating tires doesn't mean spinning them around in place <laughs> like you're in a fa- in Fast and the Furious movie. It means you actually swap each of their positions on the car. Uh, let me see here. A couple more, and then we got to take a break. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Sonny. Hi, Sonny. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. good. What's up, bud? Lots of cases right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, I'm in my, I'm in my late 40s. So, up until my 30s, um, I, I finally figured it out. When you go, when you would go through a toll booth and there would be two different lanes and one would say cars only. Yeah. I couldn't figure out. I'm like, why are they trying to sell this? Like a sales pitch, like cars only. And I'm like, every time I'm like, what is the difference? What do you mean cars only? Like I have a choice. So I finally figured out one day that I couldn't put a truck through there. So, so you know, I'm, I'm happy that I just came out and told everybody. There that. you go. You feel, you feel liberated. I do. Excellent. It's been a long time. Thank you. I'm, I feel brave. You feel good now. Actually, now you need to tell your parents. Thanks, Sonny. Appreciate it. All right. One last call, and uh, it is Erica, who's been on hold the longest. Hi, Erica. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Oh, oh, welcome. Awesome. Welcome. So uh, yeah. is this about you or someone else? Uh, this is about a friend, a good friend who did not know until her 30s that the sanitation bar in... A porta potty is not a bar of soap. <gasps> oh, wait a minute! Oh so, man! Wait, wait, what is a sanitation bar? Not the, the thing that's like the like urinal the cake. Brick, yeah, the urinal cake. The thing you put in the. the she uh, thought yeah. they were just putting bars of regular hand soap in the. No, 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 oh. no. no. Did she think that was a sink? Oh, All right, God. now, now, question: Was was this a guy or girl? A girl. And did she think that that uh, that was something you wash your hands with? Yes. Like, you know, then the, the urine, there's the part you sit on, and yeah. then there's the urinal part that's, yeah. like, halfway up the wall that has the cake in it. And yeah. she thought that was a bar of soap, rubbed her hands God. all over. Oh, oh my God. God. Like, that's I wasn't soap. sure if she thought maybe it was a bar of soap that they leave in there right. to keep it clean. clean. Yeah. Right. Not that you actually yeah. wash your or hands Or did she even it. know that that's a urinal? Did she think that was a sink of sorts? I, she must have because she just came out and was like, wow, this kind of smells funny. <laughs> Did she ever and shampoo is- in it? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she might have thought that was some kind of a sink. Getting my, getting my hair done. Oh, thank you, Erica. Appreciate thank it. You. All right. Well, Why is your hair up in a towel? I just uh, washed it in the sink. It's never too late to learn something, mm-hmm. folks. Never too late at all. All right. So, anyhow, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. A couple things I want to mention real quick. Concert Cash. we got that coming up again at 10. We made an announcement this morning. Kathy's Cuts is back. Yay! And Kathy's Cuts is going to be returning on May 2nd. It's a Monday, and there are two different locations for you to choose this time around. Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting and David Arnold Hair Salon 
in Jenkintown, you must have at least 12 inches of hair. They prefer longer, 14 inches preferably or more. Uh, some grade permitted. Uh, hair cannot be chemically processed, and it's not just a donation because you get a cut and a style as well, and also a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. But you can sign up now, and these things go quick, man. They go real fast. Yeah, Eric said that there's already uh, people like slots that are taken and, and filling up. So yeah, if you, if you want, you got to sign up quick. Yep, go to PrestonandSteve.com and get signed up. Appointments are from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., so get on it now, my friend. And also, Pierre Robert broadcasting live today. Yes. He's out at the Xfinity store in Northeast Shopping Center on Roosevelt Boulevard in Northeast Philadelphia. Stop by and see him. He's going to have prizes, tickets to give away, all kinds of stuff. But we will be checking in with him at the end of the program. So, Pierre broadcast live. It is for our friends at the Xfinity store. Comcast earned the broadcast with their incredible donation to the Camp Out for Hunger. So we're happy uh, that he's going to be there today. We'll be back in just a moment. Bizarre File coming up. The free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. So while we were going to the list of things that people learned embarrassingly late in life, there was one that I read that a guy... Didn't realize that steak and lobster were expensive. His parents had just fed it to him. And then when he would go out with friends, family, he would order that type of thing uh, just because he liked the way they tasted. Yeah, not realizing. And Casey, uh, <laughs> under his breath, apparently said this, and he didn't tell us until we got off air. He meant to say, oh, my God. Right. And he actually sent, oh, my gobster. <laughs> <laughs> because I was reading the word lobster. <laughs> on your on your copy that you're reading from, I didn't hear it on oh air. Oh, Are we man. trying to isolate it? I don't. Yeah, Marissa's going to look for it. I don't know if the it, microphone it, if you said it, it under your breath. Oh my gobster! Oh my, oh my gobster! gobster. <laughs> <laughs> my side hurts. Oh, oh Lordy, so loves. Oh, all right, all right. Oh my dear gobster, <laughs> please protect me in this time, dear gobster. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, bow your. <laughs> All right, it is now 10 o'clock. We can do this. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. All right, the word you need to enter is much. M-U-C-H. All right, you have until 15 minutes after the hour to do that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it in the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins 500 bucks in this company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMR BQ. Oh! All right, winners get a call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by AAA Distributor. So again... The word you need to know and enter is much. M-U-C-H. Come and get it. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. I brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site, delivery, or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Visit mulchthis.com. Okay, so dozens... Of hungry sea lions have taken over a fish farm off of the west coast of Vancouver Island, feasting on untold numbers of farmed Atlantic salmon as staff struggle to move the intruders out. 
It is you. the greatest thing in the world yeah. to happen oh, to, to the, the sea, lions? sea lions. Oh, my yeah. God. The sea lions started targeting uh, Caremax Rant Point Farm. You're not going to believe it. When the company started <laughs> harvesting its fish. The problem intensified over last weekend, and by Saturday, at least two dozen animals were helping themselves to fish from multiple pens. Aww. And, in fact, they described the problem as a breach event, but conservationists were, were more blunt. According uh, to Bonnie Glambeck, who works... With the uh, Clay Quit Action Society, she said, they are having an all-you-can-eat buffet right now. <laughs> Video taken from the farm on Saturday shows clusters of barking sea lions inside the farm, which can house up to 500,000 farmed salmon at a time. Why would they ever leave? The animals gulp down fish after fish, awkwardly clamoring across barriers to move from one pen to another. Do you have a good uh, white wine? Uh, Glambeck said that she and the others in the society were concerned the sea lions got into the farm through a hole in the barrier, which would mean that farmed fish could have escaped into the sound. Uh, but there was, uh, they also worry about sea lions being stuck in the pens. And I didn't think about this. Sea lions had previously died after getting into fish farms in British Columbia. 51 California sea lions drowned after becoming caught between nets at the Creative Salmon Fish Farm in uh, Tofino Inlet in 2007. They've got some things to work on then. <laughs> yeah. So and now um, that they're extra plump, they'll be... Uh... Oh my God. But they are just, they're gorging yeah. themselves. They can eat as much as they want. A company in Cyprus is offering its workers the opportunity to take uh, spank breaks during the hours. Oh, my God. Even installing <laughs> custom-built whack pods to provide what? the employees the privacy they need. I want you to know we've installed the whack pods. <laughs> Could you uh, imagine? Can't the- give you the thing, but we were able to give you the whack pods. <laughs> Well, Santa's got to shoot. The company in question is Strip Chat, an adult website and network which employs around 200 individuals. When you guys are done in the whack pod, meet me upstairs in the conference room. <laughs> the Cyprus office will now feature four pods, which will reportedly include what have been called uh, pleasure accessories. I get off. <laughs> is he using the whack pods? He too? is. Oh, yeah. I get off. The accessories include... Uh, an, uh. An, <laughs> Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? I get off. Oh, my God. Uh, the accessories include an Oculus VR headset. Oh, that's nice. Right? Yeah. And 4K LED screen to watch whatever will be made available. Uh, the pods will be large black spheres with workers getting a 30-minute break per day to spend in the pods. 30 minutes? Wow. 30 minutes? You're going to die. Uh, the company is... That's too much whacking. <laughs> reportedly taking such measures as an attempt to provide current and attract new employees with a safe, comfortable space to rub one out. So uh, when you leave the whack pod, is there a self-cleaning mechanism? Oh, don't know. The company I don't like that. We'll be leasing its pods for fifty thousand dollars for six months, which includes a VIP subscription. Judges, uh, please clean out the whack pod. We're <laughs> done with them. The conference room and the whack pod. <laughs> Uh, I would like to make it known that I think that's inappropriate that you made like Bill Weston was going to do something like that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The voice of reason, Kathy. We appreciate that. Uh, Let's see here. All right. This is a a legit. This is a serious story. I mean, these stories are legit, but this is a little bit more serious. Uh, For decades, the identity of an elusive figure dubbed as the Days In or I-65 killer evaded police as investigators tried to solve the slayings of three women in Indiana and Kentucky in the late 1980s. And on Tuesday... Law enforcement officials said they solved the case. Oh, excellent. Um, Investigators have determined that a guy by the name of Harry Edward Greenwell, who is now deceased, was responsible (laughs) 
for the murders and rapes of Vicki Heath, Margaret Peggy Gill, and Jen, uh, Janine. Uh, I'm sorry, Gian Gilbert. Was he incarcerated at the time? Or no, they... I, I, not that I know of. Okay. Yeah, investigators have also linked him through further DNA analysis to assist a sexual assault of a woman in 1990 in Columbus. They also think that he could have been responsible for some other murders. So he got to live out his life, sadly. He, he died in 2013 at 68 years old. The young women worked as clerks in motels along I-65 corridor. Uh, police on Tuesday said that there is a distinct possibility he could be linked to others. Uh, investigators were continuing to investigate whether he's connected to more violent crimes. The man's identification bookends an investigation that spanned 35 years. So they never stopped looking for this guy. Uh, the search for the killer began in 1987 when he found an assault and shot to, uh, um, uh, when Heath was found and assaulted and shot to death behind a Super 8 motel in Elizabethtown, uh, Kentucky. So, uh, in 2010, they said they found DNA, uh, at Heath's killing that linked to the deaths of Gill and Gilbert, and how that's how they put it all together, that it was the same person. So I don't know the story on where he was, Steve, or when they, uh, you know, what, how, right. how his life played out, but I, I don't think he was incarcerated. I hope it was a lousy life, at I least. so, too. Yeah. All right, then we'll do one more story. Another drawbridge incident has happened in South Florida. This time, a pontoon boat took cover due to rain under the Cato Bridge in Jupiter, uh, and it almost got crushed when the docked uh, when it docked in an unauthorized area. Instead of going under the bridge, the main channel, uh, the boat passed under the bridge closer to the edge of the intercoastal waterway, where there were signs that clearly said "unauthorized personnel prohibited, danger moving machinery, mm-hmm. and no trespassing violators will be prosecuted." Well, they didn't mean it. No, but uh, as it was coming down, it could have crushed the boat, and the bridge tender <laughs> said that. Uh, she was unaware if they had any cameras in that particular area of the bridge. But this has been like the third or fourth story about a drawbridge yeah. in Florida and somebody either dying or coming close to dying. So. A, you can't jump them, and no. B, don't get under them. Yeah. No. All right, oh, my go. gobster. <laughs> oh, my gobster. Do we have it? Yes. I oh. don't know if you can hear it or not, but uh, we have the full and then the isolated. All right. All right. Uh, this is the full. Here we go. I would go out to eat with my friends' families and order steak oh and lobster, lobster because I liked it. <laughs> oh, my gobster. Oh so I think it, my gobster aligned perfectly with lobster. I would- well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I go out to eat with my friends' families and order steak oh and lobster, lobster because I like it. <laughs> oh, you can hear it. Just barely. Oh, my lobster. lobster. Right. Oh, my gobster. Uh, All right, well, anyway, oh, my gobster, we have money to give away. Dear Gob, please listen to me. (laughs) The word is much, M-U-C-H, for MMR's concert cash giveaway. So you still have about mm, five minutes or so left to get that into us. M-U-C-H, make sure that you enter it. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kind of an ugly day today. It's going to be fairly comfortable temperature-wise. Going up, the temperature's going to rise today. It's going to go up to about 58 by the time we get to late afternoon. 
Uh, tomorrow, though, another rainy one. Yeah, I know. I'm heading out. It's going to be squishy. <laughs> I was talking to Mark Wahlberg about that. He's like, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, rain and thunder tomorrow. Uh, so some thunderstorms expected. High 57. And then uh, Friday, not too bad. 61. You got the fills and their home opener. Uh, with partly cloudy skies, maybe a spotty shower, but they should be able to get the game in with all this varying rain that we're dealing with. Um, we're going to ask today's lesson question, and as a... Oh, before we do the lesson question, a reminder, we have a secret text for you. All right, chance for you to win tickets to see Jason Bottom's Led Zeppelin evening Tuesday, April 19th. So text word secret 39333, because we'll get a winner shortly. Now, the question that we are going to go with this morning, see if you have been paying attention... Uh, let's see. What color are Casey's nipples? Let's do that. 215-263-WMMR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just found out a little while ago. It's we're amazing. surprised. Uh, Casey, uh, what color are his nipples? If you were listening and you heard, then you need to call right now. 215-263-WMMR. Trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Monster Jam. The big leagues of monster truck competition comes to Lincoln Financial Field April 16th. You can visit monsterjam.com for all of the details. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker took advantage of being in Las Vegas for the Grammy Awards, and they eloped at the One Love Wedding Chapel. Courtney told reporters that you just know when it's right, but she did it anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Barring a setback, Tiger Woods says he will play in this week's Masters Tournament in Augusta. Woods says he's almost 100% after a 2021 car wreck, noting that occasionally his arms fall off. No. And finally, Farrah Abraham announcing a new career path involving stand-up comedy. When asked what kind of comedian she will be, she responded, the kind that goes back to doing porn. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, we're looking for somebody to answer the question. Uh, let's see, what color are Casey's nipples? And we are going to go to Dino, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Dino, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, buddy, what color? Casey's nipples? Yellow. Yellow. Yeah. It's the damnedest thing. It's crazy. Dino, hang on. You just got yourself a pair of tickets to see Brent Morin uh, Saturday, April 16th, the Punchline Philly, and tickets are on sale now. Uh, for five shows, Brent Morin Thursday, April 14th through Saturday, April 16th, punchlinephilly.com for tickets and information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. John Samos. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. They'll take care of all your plumbing needs the same day, or it's free. Plus, you can get up to $100 off. You can book in seconds at horizonservices.com slash book. All right, Bruce Springsteen, Metallica, John Bon Jovi, Madonna, U2, Pearl Jam, Elton John, and Stevie Nicks are among those set to participate on Friday, April 8th for the Global Citizens Social Media Rally in support of the Ukraine and other nations in desperate need of aid. Rolling Stone reported the online Stand Up for Ukraine event takes place the day before a pledging summit organized by Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and European Commission President uh, Ursula von der Leyen. Will they be giving out pledge pins? Uh, I don't know if there will be pledge pins or not. The aim of the summit will be to garner money to help those uh, displaced by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Funds will also be directed to helping those in other conflict zones around the world, such as Yemen, South Sudan, and Afghanistan. Other artists expected to perform are Billy Joel, Stevie Wonder, Green Day, Ozzy, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers, Radiohead, The Weeknd, Billie Eilish, Fall Out Boy, Weezer, Katie Lang, Ellen DeGeneres, Celine Dion, Hugh Jackman, Garth Brooks, The Jonas Brothers, Casey Musgraves, wow. Pharrell, uh, Chris Rock, uh, John Batiste, uh, Demi Lovato, and a bunch of other ones. Well, that's a, a that's staggering. That's kind like, of everybody. Yeah. You know? Uh, President Zelensky called on the international community on behalf of his citizens who have been displaced and injured by the war, saying on April 9th, the biggest online event, social media rally, will support people who were forced to flee Ukraine. I'm inviting everybody, musicians, actors, athletes, businessmen, politicians, everybody, and everyone who wants to join this movement and stand up for so, Ukraine. Uh, so what... Do we know the actual execution? Will I don't be know what it is. Like to be a, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be posting something on Instagram, or will they actually be doing little performances? Or it, it says other artists expected to perform. Okay, so I don't know if they'll be Maybe doing TikTok dances, their own performances at home. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. But it's Friday. Yeah, it's this Friday, so we'll have to find out. But a lot of people are on board. Coachella is still scrambling to find a replacement for Kanye West's headlining Sunday night spot at the festival. TMZ reports that organizers were eager to get Silk Sonic, but were shut down because the Grammy-winning duo wouldn't have enough time to put a show together. What? So according to the outlet, The Weeknd and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are currently the top contenders. The Chili Peppers would be good, right? Uh, Kanye pulled out of the tour on Monday. What? Yeah, they did. Uh, He did. I'm sorry, Mel. They did. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> With Variety reporting that he had not rehearsed or prepared for the show. Let's say. So he wasn't ready at all. Not at all. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> Paul McCartney's younger brother, Mike McCartney, uh, beely, 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 beely. <laughs> is heading up the Forthland Sessions initiative that will see budding songwriters creating new music in the McCartney family's old Liverpool home at 20 Forthland Road. Do you know what? I never even consider siblings to Paul McCartney. Right. Uh, Britain's... I know he has an older brother named Chuck who played on the basketball team. And you didn't oh, you know, see him after a certain <laughs> time. Yeah. No, that's uh, a different guy. That's right. Britain's National Trust, who owns and oversees the McCartney home, will work with Mike McCartney, Pete uh, Pafides, and consult with the Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts in choosing the artist. The opportunity is open to any unsigned UK-based Music artist aged over 18. So what do you do if you're Paul McCartney's brother? It's got to be a, a daunting, oh, no, that's nice what you're doing. Yeah. The Fourthland Sessions will be recorded and publicized, offering vital opportunities for new musical talent to reach the audience. So uh, according to the press release, the Fourthland Sessions will be, will see unsigned music artists given a chance to visit, write, and perform at 20 Fourthland Road, sitting in the very same spots. We're around 30 of the world's most famous songs, including Love Me Do, I Saw Her Standing There, Hold Me Tight, I'll Follow the Sun, and When I'm 64, were written and rehearsed. It is also where Paul wrote his first ever song, I Lost My Little Girl. Mm. So that's pretty cool. That would be amazing. To be uh, a it is amazing. Writer. So do, does it say specifically what his brother does as an occupation, or is he... There's no real deep dive on right. Paul's brother. He goes no. by a different name sometimes. It occasionally goes by Mike McGear. Yep. And uh, so he's a musician and a photographer. He's been in a few different bands over the years. He's got five... Oh, I'm sorry, he's got six kids. So he sounds like he's just living his life. Yep. And then finally, this was sad news to report earlier this morning. Early 1960s pop sensation Bobby Rydell has passed away at the age of 79. Uh, He had pneumonia, according to TMZ. Rydell, who also appeared in 1963's Bye Bye Birdie, will forever be remembered for his uh, string of 19 top 40 hits, including his 1962 top two signature smash Wild One, 
And such top ten favorites as We Got Love, Swingin' School, Volare, The Cha-Cha, Forget Him, and, of course, Wildwood Days. That's, listen, that's, uh, his impact was lost on me early on, and then I finally learned about what, what he meant to that time uh, of, of rock, of the pre-Beatles stuff. He was big. In later years, he often toured with fellow Philly icons Fabian and Frankie Avalon as the Golden Boys of Bandstand. Rydell, who was born Robert Louis Rydarelli, uh, on April 26, 1942, in Philadelphia, survived by his son and daughter. He was saluted in the musical Grease with the high school, Rydell High, being named in his honor. So, Very cool. Sad news to yeah. hear about Bobby Rydell. And that is it in music news. And that means we need to get a winner for Secret Text. Or, Kathy, what number call do you want to take today? Uh, let's go with 17. All right, let's go with 17. 215-263-WMMR. You need to call us now. Let's see if you win when we come back. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You will be amazed when you go to MMRBQ. The energy that that band has, Living Color, will be performing along with all the other bands on that day. More details on it, you can go to WMMR.com. The tickets are on sale. They'll be joined by Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, uh, also Disturbed, and Low Cut Connie, and Crowbot Lilith's Arts. Great. And uh, you can get those tickets now at WMMR.com. 25 bucks to sit along. Let's see you there. There's also merch to be had. That is right. If you would like to buy that, too. So go ahead and grab it while you can. All right. We were looking for our caller for a secret text word. Number 17, I believe, is a magic number. And we've got Gary on the line. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, Gary. What's oh, our... Gary! <laughs> What's our secret text word? Fool. Fool. Yeah! You are correct, sir. I want you to hang on the line because we are going to give you tickets to see Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin evening Tuesday, April 19th at the Fillmore, Philadelphia. And tickets are on sale now. You can click click, uh, concerts at WMMR.com for complete details. Uh, And we also need to congratulate our random texter, and that was Michelle. Uh, would you say Kramer? I would say Kramer, Kramer, uh, who is from parts hitherto unknown. So congratulations to you, Jersey. Where do you see that? Well, oh, it's eight five six number. All right, cool. Gobsterville. Congratulations. Oh my, Gobster. (laughs) Michelle's Uh, a winner. So congratulations and thank you guys for uh, texting in and playing along with the secret text word. So I believe Pierre Robert is broadcasting live today. Uh, How are we checking in with him? He should be on that little area right 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 there. Before we do that, uh, because I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to do that or not, I would like to thank our in-studio guest today, Mr. Mark Walmart. Um, super nice guy. Excellent. Easy Excellent to talk cast. to. Yep. He's in, he loves this town. Uh, and his movie that he is promoting is called Father Stew. It's in theaters on April 15th. Uh, so it's a week from this Friday. 
Very inspiring, very Absolutely. Heart, heartwarming story. Yeah, and he's great in it. Yep, so uh, we thank him for coming by. And we also would like to remind you that uh, Kathy's Cuts, we made that announcement. Uh, that event is going to be coming up on May 2nd. It's a Monday. Two locations to donate. Uh, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting and David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. You have to have at least 12 inches of hair, preferably over 14. Yeah, and we're can. really going to stress that because um, we know in the past people have come with 10 inches of hair. Um, so we're, we're looking for 14 inches of hair. Um, if you have 12 and you're right between 12 and 14, that's going to be okay. But if you're under 12, they're not going to be able to um, cut your hair and donate. So just make sure yeah. that you measure before you make the appointment. And, and to measure, you make a ponytail and you measure from the base of the ponytail. Don't go all the way to your scalp. Right, like That's where right. you, you basically gotta, where you, you're going to want your hair cut yep. is where you have to measure from. Yep, so uh, please keep that in mind. And each donor gets a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. And by the way, you leave with a style as well. Excellent. You get a cut and a style, so... We're excited. Appointments are available at com, and they are only available from 6 to 10 a.m. And by the way, the, on that day, the, the True Beauty um, gift bag is going to be products. You'll get hair products out yes. of this. So, yeah. Excellent. It's always good, too. All right. Let's do it. A winner. He is live on location and at the Xfinity Store, Northeast Shopping Center on Roosevelt Boulevard in Northeast Philly. Pierre Robert, are you there? Yeah. 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 Hey, man. <laughs> hey, how you doing, guys? We're good. How are you, sir? I love the Mark Wahlberg interview. I mean, so many um, movie stars come in and are so comfortable with you, and you've established relationships with them. And, uh, you know, you knew the film, and um, it actually, uh, it didn't hold interest to me until hearing him talk about ah, it. Yeah. I had seen ads for it, but uh, after that, I definitely want to see it. So The guy um, is just, a, he's a solid actor, man. He is. He really no. is. He's come such a long way, and he's, he's just a nice dude on top of it. Yeah, he is yeah. all of that. I still like that Marky Mark song. Good vibration. <laughs> it's a winner. It's a winner. Yeah. I don't think you could ever bring it up in conversation with him, but it's such a good energy song. I, it made me think. I had Lou Reed, the late great Lou Reed, in the studios on Rittenhouse Square, and um, he Mark was Marky Mark then, and he goes, "Do you know what? One of my songs. I got this kid Marky Mark coming to me. He wants to use it in a sample." And I said, sure, go ahead. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know what song of Lou Reed's he ever used and where it was ever presented in his huh. musical catalog, which wasn't extensive like his movie catalog is. But um, you just uh, he's a fascinating guy. He is. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I've heard about that house. You're talking about his house. Preston, I heard yeah. his house is the size of a small mountain. I believe it. <laughs> I only saw part of the backyard, and I was like, oh, my God. So there you go. got to be kidding me. So uh, how are you, man, being out and about today with the show? There's people here, and um, I'm... Get back! Everyone, get back! <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Jokey, jokey. You can come up and say hi. Um, no, it's it's great. It's a beautiful store. This is that um, location for fans who may remember where the Tower Records in Northeast Philly used to be. Oh. Um, I was I was wondering which um, small mall this would be in, and uh, it's the very same one where the Tower Records used to be. What mall is this called? Northeast Shopping Center. Uh, And it's right on Roosevelt Boulevard, so we're going to be here till 3 o'clock. And uh, uh, Xfinity, as you guys know, were the second... Was it last year? Was it the year before? Uh, What you're doing is you're satisfying the year before. 
Okay. Right. So um, the year before, they were the second largest uh, raiser of funds, food, and all the rest at the Camp Out for Hunger, and they get the booby prize of me. <laughs> and um, so the you know the biggest donator always gets you guys, uh, which is the grand prize. And um, you know if if the runner up cannot be there, then the Miss America contest. I'm the second runner-up. Yeah. No, you do a fine job. To quote the Bloodhound Gang, yeah. hooray for boobies. Hooray for boobies. <laughs> <Yep>. Exactly. <laughs> and you and are indeed. Are, you're our favorite booby. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm honored. You and me ain't baby. We ain't nothing but mammals. <laughs> so all I want to do is like on the Discovery Channel. And what's really nice is right in front of our broadcast pavilion, they've they have a bed I can lay down on. Excellent. Oh, so, I mean, come watch perfect. Pierre sleep. Yeah, sleep. But, but Pierre, you're oh. such a you're such a tech guy. Uh, you got like I love the Xfinity stores and and uh, you know all the tech. But uh, you're you're another level. And did you bring your your uh, your Heath kit and your soldering oh, yeah. gun and all that stuff? I've got Heath. I've got Jim. I've got Tom. <laughs> and I also they have uh, cases for cell phones because I drop mine regularly. I just got a brand new iPhone and it fell off the roof of my car because I forgot to put it in the car. Of course it so did. So now I have to go get a new one because it's cracked. The old one fell in the toilet because <laughs> um, uh, I at my house I don't be, I'm not able to listen. Uh, I only have one radio that picks up MMR, and so I put the app on so I can listen to you guys when I hop in the shower. I have a shower door that's got a wide berth on the top of it, and so I always perch the iPhone on there so I can listen to you as you're doing various features so I don't miss anything. And then at some point I was grabbing for the towel, and I how this has ever happened with me, I don't know, but I... I, I nudged the iPhone somehow, and the next thing I watched in horrible, uh, horror, it was just horrific, in slow motion, as it went down, bounced off the side of the, the shower, stall, tub, and right into the toilet. And, of course, it had already fallen um, a great distance, uh, and it had a crack in it. And so the, it was clean toilet, but the, but the water went in, and it didn't last long. You don't want that. No, you don't want that. So I went and got another one. And then I put it on the roof of my car and drove off, and then it, it went smashing into the thing. So I need one of these phone cases, and they've got zillions of them here. Nice. One of those supersonic tank cases. Uh, so I'm going to get one before I leave. Excellent. People, people can come up and visit, and it'll be fun. <laughs> watch you watch Pierre shop for cases. <laughs> It'd be great. Let's yeah. go case shopping together. But I think you have like case you, Don't you have like gift prizes to give away too? I've got prizes to give. What would I have? Pancake. Uh, there's a whole table of uh, stuff up in the front of the store. You can stop by. We'll also have the cash contest, and we will have uh, those Grateful Dead tickets. We're <laughs> giving them away here. You can give them away here. Ooh! Yes. Shut your mouth. Shut your oh mouth. Oh my gobster! <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, well, I do have an order of business for us, and that's the letter of the day. You prepared for that, sir? I am. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... O as in obscene. Ah. All right, and we are almost there, folks. we got two more letters to go, and we're giving away our Word of the Week prize, which is a pair of tickets, an autographed guitar, and a room for the night as MMR Rock Steel Panther, the Res erections tour Saturday <laughs> May 30th at Soundwaves at Hard Rock Hotel Casino yes. Atlantic City oh and tickets God. are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com click concerts <laughs> at WMMR.com for complete 
details. So we will give that away on Friday, obviously. All right. Uh, I guess we got everything covered with you, Pierre. So we will uh, well, throw it I to you in a moment. I told you what I have in oh. store for the day. Oh, sorry. Uh, what we else? We do have that, uh, which is also part of our program. Uh, I will, in addition to being here and uh, doing a dance later on, and uh, the engineers are going to do a dance, too. They've choreographed a beautiful engin- engineer dance with Rob and Sean, uh, and it's got cartwheels involved oh. in it. Uh, it's amazing. So they'll be uh, debuting that afternoon, I think. Is that right, Pancake? Uh, yes. Just say <laughs> sure, yes. yes. Just humor me. And we'll have workforce blocks of Disturbed, Emma Barbecue Band. We'll have Lonesome George in the workforce blocks. And at 1 o'clock... Something quite special. Uh, we will have Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili wow. Peppers on. Uh, he's not going to be here, uh, so don't worry. He won't be here uh, at the Northeast uh, Xfinity store. He wanted to come to the Northeast Xfinity <laughs> store, um, but he got stuck in traffic on Roosevelt Boulevard, got a flat tire, hit a pothole, and couldn't make it. So we will have a conversation with Anthony and a block of the peppers at 1 o'clock. Awesome. That's going to be killer. All right. Be cool. Want to thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Garden State Home Loans, your local mortgage lender. You can check them out today at GardenStateLoans.com. And finally, Monster Jam, April 16th at the link. Info at MonsterJam.com. Uh, tomorrow, it's a pre-Friday. Pre-Friday. Which is beautiful. And we will be chatting with our friend Kate Flannery. And also, John Brazier stopped by because the Phils open up their season on Friday. Is he bringing all that food we requested? I don't know. We're going to find out about that when he gets here. So we'll have that and many more things tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And go see Pierre. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. On 93 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat 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 b